All right. <clears throat> so, um, let's see what these folks are doing over here. Uh, what was this outlet? Okay. Looking at, well, okay, we got the folks over here at uh, ABC Affiliate, uh, 25 News. I've never seen news at a channel number that high before. No, yeah, it's usually like five or seven. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe nine. <laughs> news 25. Holy shit. All right. Things elder millennials say that no one else gives a hell. Well, you know what? I guess people our age and up give a shit. They're and like, that's about it. No yeah. one else really cares. Anyone younger than us, they're like, what the fuck is a news channel, right? Because TVs <sighs> are just big tablets now. Basically, yeah. Right? Like, you get a fucking TV. Like, you better be fucking, you better know how to work a goddamn computer. Windows <laughs> 90, 98 or more. <clears throat> All right. So let's uh, let's let these smart folks, these educated folks with their professional makeup and lighting, say what they got to say. Mm-hmm. Steve King joins us live in the studio. And Steve, you spoke with state lawmakers on both sides of this issue. What did they have to say about this? Jay, this new law means that permanent alimony has come to an end in Florida. One thing supporters and opponents disagree with regarding this new law is whether it applies to existing alimony agreements. Governor Ron DeSantis signed this bill last night, and the new law took effect today. Supporters say that this bill limits how long an ex-spouse would be required to make alimony payments, but supporters also say this would not apply to current agreements. However, opponents say courts could decide this new law could apply to existing alimony agreements, which puts some ex-spouses in a situation where they're unable to support themselves because they were depending on those payments. Democratic State Representative Anna Escamani of Orlando opposed the bill been important to allow judges to decide what is in the best interest of that family and of course of children if there are children involved in the divorce and this bill now law alongside others that have passed recently um, pull that process away from the courts and into a more political realm. Republican State Representative John Snyder of Martin County who approved the bill says in part quote as society changes we have more households where both spouses work. By eliminating permanent <laughs> alimony, the bill strikes a good balance between supporting the spouse who might not earn as much income during the marriage, while also encouraging self-supporting. Governor DeSantis vetoed a similar bill last year. We reached out to his office for a comment about this new law, but so far we've not heard back. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm, pr- I'm proud of them for that reporting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it, it's... And, and as we were saying, like in um, in prep time before uh, pressing the record button, I'm just looking at it like I would look at Ron DeSantis, who's getting this pushback, and be like, "What the fuck did you expect?" Which also I would I would guess that men that are patriarchal, which mm-hmm. is inherently misogynistic, but I'll still make sure to clarify that just in case there's anyone new and young tuned in. Yes. Um, patriarchal, inherently misogynistic, that that is what some might refer to as a blind spot. Yeah. Right? Because, like, they, they tend to they tell the lie to themselves so much that maybe they start to believe their own lies that this is just what, what women and girls naturally want. Mm-hmm. They want easy bake ovens and dolls and toys and to be a little wife in the kitchen barefoot or at the gas station barefoot or in the convenience store barefoot. Not a lot of white people in Florida wearing shoes. Ew. And, uh, um, and then, but also I turn and look at the women and it's like, you've heard your men. And I mean, 
intraculturally, yeah. intra ideology, I N T R A is a prefix, folks. Uh, you've heard them talk about liberal women, and it never, ever, not once in your goofy little life, you didn't think that maybe they might mean us too if we ever so step out of line, or did you not think you were in line? Did you not know that you were being subordinate this whole time? <laughs> that you didn't know you were subs, did you? Um, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly think that um, their thing is, but uh, that that beautiful fucking tweet that came out after Brexit hmm. about the leopards eating my face. But I voted for the leopards eating faces party, but I didn't think they would eat my face. It's like. <laughs> What are you doing? And what is fascinating to me is um, on, what is this, Orlando Weekly, they have an article about this, and there's literally an advocacy group called First Wives Advocacy Group of the First Wives, right? Oh, Jesus, that's the real name? That's the fucking name of it, yes. Okay. And they have a quote in here from uh, Jan Kililia, who is a 63-year-old woman who founded the group. And she said, quote, on behalf of the thousands of women who our group represents, we're very disappointed in the governor's decision to sign the alimony reform bill. We believe by signing it, he has put older women in a situation which will cause financial devastation. The so-called party of family values just contributed to the erosion of the institution of marriage in Florida. No, your husband already committed to eroding the institution of marriage when he divorced your ass. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? How are Excuse me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. it it's kind of like when Michael Jordan played golf and he was eroding basketball. Somehow. Mm-hmm. All these things. Yeah, sure. Words that make sense. There's more, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Because then they have a, re- a rebuttal from the Florida Family Fairness Group, who is like the men who were like, fuck this alimony shit. Florida Family Fairness. Mm-hmm. They're and just effing you three times. Well, you know. <laughs> you know. Um, they say that they are pleased that the that Governor DeSantis has signed a bill that ends permanent alimony and codifies in statute the right to retire for existing alimony payers. So they're arguing that these men have to work too long to pay alimony after divorcing their wives. Maybe you shouldn't have gotten divorced if you didn't want to pay alimony. Like, I'm just saying, and also, well, you know what this is going to be ultimately be an argument for. Why? No-fault divorce. Ending no-fault divorce. Because if you can't get divorced, this problem won't exist. Now will it? Yep, which uh, the Manosphere pushes for. Mm-hmm. And uh, Irie Osim Imfrimpog, um, who thinks that liberals and progressives are just way too wacky and illogical and irresponsible... He's also asking his audience for money to send his kids to summer camp because mm-hmm. he doesn't have it. Which, like, so you want socialism for me, whatever. But he yeah. also, he thinks that uh, divor- the fact that you can get divorced at all, it, like, ruins what marriage is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Which, like, get that out of your heads. It's just a word. Yeah. Marriage. It's a government contract. It was nothing special before it was a government contract. Mm-hmm. 
but it'll it'll be to people that are firmly set in believing that are not going to change their minds on a podcast. No, no they are not. Um, but they also note in this article uh, a quote from Camelia Fivash, who is a Milton Republican who receives permanent alimony, gave a phone interview and said, quote, DeSantis just impoverished, impoverished older women across Florida. I know at least 3,000 women who are switching to the Democratic Party and we will campaign against him forever. But again, this is what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted men to be in control, and this is what men do when there's no checks and balances. Now, how many of these women have sons and grandsons? You might want to look at what your sons and grandsons have been looking at on the internet because they're probably more misogynistic than their fathers right now. And also, what the fuck are you telling your daughters? Because if you're telling your daughters to just get married, they're going to end up with one of these guys. Yep. You know. You know. So, yeah, this was just kind of amusing to me. Like, I'm not really on anybody's side, um, in a sense, because... The women who are being featured as the victims of this law are a bunch of old, rich, white women who've been voting Republican for their whole lives. This is like the end game of that ideology. You want to play these games about, you know, your husband is, uh, it's not, because you're, Women are also participating in this. Conservative women are participating in this idea that it's normal for men to think that women, you know, quote unquote, hit the wall and you want to fuck your new young secretary. That's going to lead to divorces. Y'all think that you're pushing this traditional family narrative shit. Women should stay at home, be stay at home mothers while men go out and work. That means you're not making your own money. That means you're forgoing your own job skills and education. That means you're reliant on his income. This is the inevitable outcome of that type of bullshit. This is literally what you've been advocating for, what you've been promoting for, what you have been voting for. And I don't care that your feelings are hurt about it. Yeah. Like this is this is literally what you wanted. <laughs> and as for the men, they're going to say like all this, well this is about family value shit. And then even in the clip that you played, you did you catch the end of what that guy said at the end? Hold where up. he was talking about there's more two working families. Bill. Right here. Let's let's see. Governor DeSantis vetoed a similar bill last year. Um, we reached out to it. I think run, we run reached out to Wait, reach, is it, does it a quote from someone else? Yes. Yes. All right, let's, let's, let's check it out. Actually, yeah, I'm looking at this. Uh, State Representative uh, John Snyder, Republican from Martin County, uh, says, quote, As society changes, we have more households where both spouses work. Now, as society changes or... Was it somewhere around the 1970s the Supreme Court said corporations are people and 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 uh, inflation started moving on upward? And there's also it's been reposted again, like um, how much the top marginal tax rates were and basically households just needed a bit more money dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it's that. <laughs> and also like a big part of um how we don't teach proper history in schools, right? Because there's this very romanticized version of the past that, like, women were always staying at home and not working. That is not the case for anyone who has been working class or even lower middle class forever since ever since ever. And even the women who did stay at home oftentimes would work from home. You would babysit other people's kids. You would take in other people's laundry. You would set up, um, you know, uh, like, a grill and do cooking and have, like, to-go meals for working men in your neighborhood that they could come 
like pick up a sack lunch on their way to work. Those are still jobs, even if you're not technically leaving the house, even if it's technically like under the table or however you want to frame it. Those are still jobs. The vast majority of history, there has not been a society in which women have just been stay-at-home moms and being a stay-at-home mom is the only job. Women have been working, right? Making beer in the bathtub. Making beer in the bathtub. (laughs) You do what you gotta do. But this whole like romanticized thing, I think, is also feeding into this myth that this is like a new concept of having a two-parent working household. It's not fucking new. I mean, we have the term latchkey kids for fuck's sakes. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so um, these women, uh, one of them in here says that this is a death sentence for me. Uh, She's 63 years old with uh, serious medical conditions and says she cannot afford a legal fight over alimony and said, my fear is that they can take you back to court and I don't have money for an attorney. I literally live off the little bit I get of alimony. I work part time because I have all kinds of ailments and now I'm going to be left with nothing. My health insurance will probably be the first thing to go if my payments are reduced. 63. 63. That would be born in 1960. Yeah. And so by... 1978 they can vote yep and they've been voting republican the whole time yep so they saw the nixon administration and said i'm voting republican they saw reagan talk about welfare queens and thought that shit wasn't gonna come back to mean you yeah he didn't just mean black women in chicago no he meant anyone getting any type of money that includes you they never fucking refuse they always refuse to believe that it's going to come back to bite them in the ass until it comes back to bite them in the ass and you live long enough to do it Uh, but yeah like that reagan shit they voted republican through that and never stopped the um what that mean that would mean uh the aids um epidemic Mm -hmm. uh Basically, ongoing, continuing anti-blackness because ever yeah. since the mid-1960s, the Republican Party has been consolidating around what they might call a white lash yeah. uh, to the Civil Rights Act being passed, which also came an extended white lash of Brown versus Board uh, passing through the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then that's also kept voting Republican through that, mm-hmm. through the crack era, yep. the Willie Horton ads, mm-hmm. Iran-Contra, Iran Iran, mm-hmm. Ira, or Iran-Contra, Iran um, mm-hmm. what, through the 90s with mm-hmm. uh, Newt Gingrich and Rush yeah. Limbaugh. When Newt Gingrich through. was saying what? What was Newt Gingrich saying? Don't let single mothers get welfare, take that money, build orphanages, and take their kids away from them and put in an orphanage. How are you shocked they came for your alimony money? Newt Gingrich <laughs> was saying that shit in the 90s when he was Speaker of the House. Fucking Google that shit. He dead ass said stop giving single moms welfare and put that money into orphanages and send the kids away. That's what... And you're fucking shocked they came for your alimony money? <laughs> stop after, playing in my face. After the Patriot Act? <laughs> yes. Right? The 9-11 Patriot Act? Yes. Um, invasion uh, what was it iraq they invaded mm-hmm. jesus christ you stayed republican through that shit too yeah, right and then through uh, dick cheney um when dick when the republicans won and dick cheney went straight i can't remember if it was fox news or cnn but he went in front of cameras and said deficits don't matter mm-hmm. oh that shit they said they cared about the whole time during the clinton administration that doesn't matter you stayed voting republican through that the tea party wave and they came after those abortion rights but they weren't your abortion rights you already got your grandkids you don't care keep Mm -hmm. voting republican through that and now through the upwards of 
the words white supremacy becoming more normalized in mm-hmm. American dialogue and dialect. Man, you stay through and now through watching Trump. the Republican response to uh, the um, like drug epidemic in the white rural South and oh, the Appalachians yeah. and shit, like all that hillbilly heroin shit. Yeah, uh, what was it? Oxycodone. Oxycodone. Yeah, I, yeah and right. Oxycontin. And Con- is that C O N T O N? C O N T I N. Excuse me, contin. There's cotton, contin, and codone. Mm. Yeah, like all just different variations of the same drugs. But yeah, and now onto a straight up meth epidemic. You see how they're treating that shit. But you're shocked. Oh my god, how is this happening? And like, yeah, sure, the leopard's eating your face, but that's only because you're an injured leopard and there's nothing else around to eat. You get it? You're an injured leopard, and now they're cannibalizing because you're in you're in the microcosm fascist state of Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So they it's already the South, so they've already eaten all the nigger gazelles, mm-hmm. right? They're, they've been munching on Puerto Rican gazelles since, what, the hurricane of 1903? Yep. They've been munching on Puerto Rican gazelles, enjoying some Haitian gazelles, all them little Haitian girls they got working up in them hotels. I've seen mm. that shit firsthand, mm-hmm. uh, living as a Florida resident for 12 years. I've seen that, all them Haitian up at uh, 4 a.m. on that bus going to change your fucking jizzy shitty ho- hotel sheets. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, uh, definitely queer folks, gay folks, lesbian folks. Mm-hmm. I think I'm hitting all the... Uh, Trans. Every goddamn by yep. right. Because some folks are transgender and queer. Right. Right, which, and again, it's not my job to know everything about that. It's my job to, when I see a Nazi punch them, I jump in and punch the Nazi. Now we're jumping them. Yeah. Okay, that's that's my job is to, is brute strength for queers. Okay, <laughs> we support that. We love that. Actually. Yeah, that's all I yes. got. Yeah, and so now I don't know if you knew this, but cis women are not cis men, and the men aren't your friends. Yeah, they're not. And I think that like the wildest part about it to me is they're really so convinced that because they did everything right and played by all the rules that they were going to be protected in the end but no pretend this is how you uh, pretend this is a stereotype about Native American people right because mm. what is it white people love to say the Eskimos push their elders off on an ice floe to starve when they get too old to work I've That's never what's ha- heard that shit oh my god I heard that so many fucking times growing up and mm. like first of all Eskimo is apparently like a slur you're not even supposed to it's Inuit people you're not yeah. even supposed to fucking it's a it's a a rude word in like the Inuit language apparently. Right, like niggas um, is Romani, not yeah. that other joint. Yeah. So like there's that and then there's the fact that like they don't fucking do that. They don't send their elders off to die. But like that was um part of the whole like they're savages because they don't have real family values like us. No, y'all the niggas who don't have real family values. That's why your alimony just got taken away. Yeah. You're old, you're wounded, and you're an outlier now. You're not making money. You can't work full time. You gave up your prime working years to be a stay-at-home parent. And there's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home parent. But when you live in a culture that forces you to be a stay-at-home parent and um, takes away your rights in other ways to uh, ensure that you become and stay a stay-at-home parent, this is the inevitable outcome. Now you have no value to them. This is what you voted for. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Dorks. And uh, now there's, a, a, as you showed me this, I was like, let me see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, this, I, I, I would like to know the source of this video clip. 
It is on um, Jacksonville.com, a news website that also has a sports entertainment lifestyle opinion. I wonder if I could submit an opinion piece. Hmm. Right. Give me five dollars. You know. I mean, anyone can submit one, whether they publish it or not. Well. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I just take my old Facebook post. Just be like, yeah, I just wrote this. <laughs> Fucking um. But there is a uh, a woman here speaking against it. Uh kind of age ambiguous uh this could be uh like this could be a 32 year old white person or a 42 year old white person i can't really tell but this is uh one of the white women that does not like that the leopard is eating her face Mm -hmm. and i don't know exactly what setting she's in and this this uh this article does not tell us at all they just have the video accompanying the article oop Oh, run it up, run it up, run it up. And the headline is, DeSantis signed a bill to eliminate permanent alimony in Florida. What you need to know. Well, let's see what she knows. Did it do? Here we are. I was married for close to 31 years. Uh, 11 years ago, we sat down. We are getting divorced. Um, it wasn't something I wanted. I, I wanted to stay married. My husband had a girlfriend, so we left. These were not my choices. I was a good mom. All right, so, uh, I mean, uh, what I've learned about Paige is that uh, he was just exercising options, mm-hmm. I believe is what they call it. Yep. All right. All right, and also uh, calling yourself a good mom, that's kind of, you're grading your own paper on that one. I'd like to hear some from some observers, maybe even the offspring themselves in about 10 years continue had a girlfriend so we left these were not my choices i was a good mom i was a stay-at-home mom for 30 years for 30 the fuck years mm-hmm. okay i said age ambiguous i have no idea how but then also like how old the, were you when you got married yeah when these conservative men because they like them young yeah so like if if she w- was first made pregnant by whoever the fuck at 17 right right then you throw 30 years on it that's 47 years yeah so like, yeah so she literally might old. only be like 50 like honestly yeah okay and maybe just like a class privileged 50 that drank a lot of water mm-hmm. yeah i raised a child that was autistic he is now flourishing and has a career and that's because i stayed home with him he would not be this. Uh, well, you stayed home, but you didn't. You also have resources, which well, by resources, a, a cash flow. Right. You had exactly. cash flow. Yeah. Other people are at home with their autistic kids, mm-hmm. not flourishing. Yeah. It's good. I sacrificed my career and my life for him. Why? And making sure the audio, because this is low quality audio. She said, I sacrificed my career and my life for him. Which, but, like, and that's when she started crying. My yeah. bad. Right? Because, like, yeah, raise an autistic child flourishing. But me. <laughs> no, what's funny about that to me is when she says, I gave everything up. But also, you should have been, shut the fuck up and been grateful to do it. Because that's what Republicans say all women want to do. Yeah. Isn't that your dream job? To give up your life and do nothing but sacrifice and be, mis- well, not miserable, but, like, to... um 
sort of be a martyr as a mother? Like, motherhood and martyrdom are synonymous when you you have conservative ideology. These are wifely duties. Exactly. Like, this is what you were supposed to do according to Republican standards. Well, you know what? I think she may have a rebuttal for that. And all my children. And now you're going to come up with a bill that slaps me in the face again. For everything that I've given up and everything that I've done, you're saying to me, well, retroactively, we're going to take away what you have. No, that's not retroactive. You still got to do all that shit. Mm-hmm. You totally still got that. You don't get the future part anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just, I got to wonder with like these women, how many of them, like if you were to go through their social media, mm. how many of them have been like, look at her. She's a single mom fucking whore. Like, you know, that type of shit. Or yeah. like, look at that family. She's married to a man, but she still has to work outside the home. She chose poorly. How many times did y'all say that type of shit? And now here you are. Or what's the language? Uh, if you go back to like 2013, 12 social media are there any comments left under any bad stories where someone else is having a negative experience with life, legislation, culture, mm-hmm. and their response was, suck it up, buttercup. buttercup. Yes. <laughs> well, I must say, uh, listen here. Now I'm not, uh, I am Florida shaman. And I say, suck it all, butterball. <laughs> <laughs> And it is retroactive. We sat down and... And she, she, apparently she, again, that's why I always wonder if they're going to argue against what we said, because I just said it's not retroactive. She said, (laughs) it is retroactive. I need to hear that whiny shit once more. You're saying to me, well, retroactively, we're going to take away what you have. And it is retroactive, away what you have. And it is retroactive. We sat down. She kind of looked down at the floor after she said that, like, all right, got that bullshit out. All right. Let, let's also, the next because, part. like, it's got to be weird to be a white woman and, like, <clears throat> have the realization that your tears aren't going to save you this time. Because that's got to be crazy, right? Because it works all the time, but it's not working now. Why isn't it working right now? You know? Folks, I'll, I'll share this video in our social media, but I gotta, I'm turning the screen so Phoenix Cleeter can see, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, the background behind her. Men in suits not even fucking looking no, at her. No. They're not even looking <laughs> they at don't her. Give a shit. <laughs> I like that this one, you can see his whole face because he's the closest to her, looking straight down, making notes about something the fuck else. Another one behind her looks like he's also looking down at something in his hand, probably telling someone else to suck it up, Buttercup, on Mm -hmm. Facebook. And then behind him, one where you can just see, uh, all you see is his expensive pants, his his fun, wacky pink socks, and his expensive shoes. It looks like his socks are pink with, like, little hamburgers on them. And also, like, this should just, like, this still shot should be a meme in and of itself. And I need Republican women to understand that when you talk about how Republican policies are hurting you, this is what the men in the room are doing. Not fucking caring. Yeah. And and we know they're men because you're all Republicans and you know your gender. I mean, I see suits and ties. Yep, that means feathers. Suits and ties means that you can lick the boots for lies. Come on. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fine. Nah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. 
down and did mediation and my ex-husband said, I really want to keep my 401k and he put a mortgage on my home and I did not know that he took out this huge mortgage. Ah. He said, if you will pay the... Wait, how can he take out the mortgage if his name isn't on it? So your home or our home or It was his probably home? their home and she got the home in the divorce and then found out that there was another mortgage on it. But also, again, you wanted conservative ideology. He runs the bills. That's what you wanted. You should have stayed with him while he had a girlfriend. You'd still, you'd, you'd still be good money. Hell, you and the girlfriend could be friends and be raising the kids together, damn it. But you're being a hater. Mm -mm. payments out of the alimony and let me keep my 401k then i will give you permanent alimony without having to go to court i had no money to get an attorney and pay to go to court so i took this deal and i have been fighting this bill for 10 years and i for 10 ass years mm -hmm. yeah Wait, 10, get a factory job. Factory jobs have 401ks, plenty of overtime, bonuses. <laughs> no? No factory job. Look at her. What? She's too good for that type of Them shit. Them box folding hands. She's too good for that shit. Oh, you are? All right. Broke ass nigga. Like... <laughs> Now, like now, we have to be classless against you, from from the from the production line. Mmm, ma'am. Leopard's faces. She's gonna say something that makes sense. Mm. For ten years, and I'm not real healthy. I have diabetes and thyroid and all kinds of issues, and this is so stressful to us every year. I mean, it, it's just terrifying. I have been up here testifying against this bill, and right here... The guys in the background, uh, j just a note of them, the guys behind her, uh, ha have not looked up. One of them shuffled a little bit, and the one where we can only see his shoes, he kind of bounced his foot impatiently. Mm -hmm. Kind of way to, you know, wrap it up. Yes. Here in this capital, I had a man shove me. I had a man stalk me, and I have had death threats. Death threats because of this bill. And if you look around this room, these are all rich, wealthy men, millionaires that are bringing this forward. They've hired their own lobbyists. I mean, who can do that? I'm just a middle-class woman. The type woman. of people that you married and associated with and affiliated with and campaigned with and lobbied with and voted with and went to barbecues with and went to baptisms with. Those fuck your fucking people. Right, she became a third waiver real fucking quick. <laughs> she went right past the second wave. She's about to say trans lives matter pretty soon. She's going to be going to fourth wave in three weeks. Like Oh, I can't like, and that's, I think the first thing, like, I want to feel bad because it's fucked to lose your money like this. I want to feel bad, but nigga, you've been voting Republican. What are you doing? On purpose. Like the fact that this bill, they've been trying to pass this bill for 10 years and y'all still let Republicans in office at mm. all. Come on. It's also like 10 years ago. Well, damn, 10 years ago was a fucking long time. I think Charlie Chris was already on his ass. Mm. 
Yeah, 2013, it was already Rick Scott. Again, if you've been fighting this shit for 10 years, how the fuck did you ever have another Republican governor? Anytime you had any sort of state um, state elections, how did you put Republicans in? If you have been fighting this shit for 10 years, why did you keep voting Republican? Down ticket. What for? Shit. Hold on, let me, let me get that little running start again. They're bringing this forward. They've hired their own lobbyists. I mean, who can do that? I'm just a middle-class woman surviving on the little bit I get. Wait, who can do that? Let me get a little bit. Here. I mean, it, it's just terrifying. I have been up here testifying against this bill, and right here in this Capitol, I have a man shut. Okay, so she's in the state Capitol. They're in mm-hmm. th- this, so this is in Tallahassee. All also, right. I just want to point out, for somebody who has so many health conditions, it's kind of wild she's not wearing a mask. I had a man stalk me and I have had death threats. Now that stuff, that that stuff, it is negative, but it's a negative that you've been voting for. Like you said, yeah. And again, through the Tea Party wave, you've been doing this for 10 years. The Tea Party wave was 2010. Mm Mm-hmm. So you saw what they were doing and how they were ramping up the already Republican shit you were into and you weren't like, maybe we should stop now? No. 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 Keep partying. They're threats because of this bill. And if you look around this room, these are all rich, wealthy men, millionaires that are bringing this forward. (laughs) That was the one time the guy looked up from his thing where it was like, (laughs) Are you are you you're acknowledging our our awesomeness? <laughs> yes, yes, that is us. Mm-hmm. He he almost popped his collar, fucking around. They've hired their own lobbyists. They've hired their own lobbyists, so they're doing all the shit that you support them doing when it's against niggers, Puerto Ricans, Indians, mm-hmm. queer homos, mm-hmm. trans homos, homeless people homeless homos just every homo out there that you could possibly hate Mm -hmm. it was fine when it was their face i mean who can do that i'm just a middle class woman surviving on the little bit i get Uh uh-huh yeah and i just want to close it out with a quote um, this is the same person that was uh, giving quotes in the in a previous article i had mentioned she was the one who was saying that they're all going to vote democrat now She's still upset and doesn't understand how it happened. So Camille uh, Fivash said, if I were a Democrat, I might understand why they'd ignore me. But I'm a Republican and I'm local. Shouldn't they at least listen to me? The problem is I'm not a lobbyist or a rich guy. I'm just an old woman with no money for political donations. No fucking shit, Sherlock. (sighs) But this is what y'all kept voting for. I don't know what, like, what are we supposed to do about it? What are we supposed to do about this? Oh, that's right. There was something else I had noticed while we were riffing on that last, uh, like, uh, 30 seconds of her talking. Because hmm. um, you know how other people are near microphones? I could hear frustrated sighs and deep breaths waiting for her to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could hear that as well. Yeah. Yeah. The- oh, I could tell by that guy all the way in the back with the foot gestures. He was so over this shit. <laughs> the one just tapping his foot. He was, yeah. It, it was a little too fun. All right. Very good segment. Holy shit, 35 minutes. Okay, very good episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or whatever the fuck. All right. Or whatever the fuck.
The news is a shit show these days, and we're here to give you a break from the white supremacist media bullshit by bringing you the shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit, pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. As I proceed to produce an audio recording... Folks, uh, is it today? Is it today? National Ice Cream Day. Today is National Ice Cream Day. And we have all been in the ice cream psyop in the niggasphere, at least. I don't know if uh, people outside of the niggasphere, which I should find a more YouTube-friendly way to say that. Um, I've seen a lot of white people talking about it, too. The ice cream date? Yeah. Okay. So apparently everyone's on this. This is yeah. a big deal. Uh, because all of the perpetually, professionally single people mm-hmm. are going to tell us about relationship building, which I swear, like the word date needs to be dropped. I think that people are wait. God, here I go. I sound like the old fuck. Yeah. Y'all folks, you're influenced by movies and TV. And I know you think I'm a special individual. No, I'm not. Dates are goofy shit. Whatever it is that y'all consider dates, it's just consumerism. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Dates are not relationship building. Now, this is the part where you say, "Uh uh-uh, yes they are, because I go on a date, I see how that person treats the cashier, I know how to, like, you can figure that out just by talking to them. You don't need distractions for that. You You really mean that you cannot sit down and interact with someone over multiple hundreds of conversations and figure out if they're a piece of shit or not. Oh, did I say too many by saying hundreds of conversations? You can't do hundreds of conversations. You're not mature enough for relationship building because that's going to be hundreds of thousands of conversations. That's most of what a relationship is, is you talking to the same person about what the next thing to do is for the rest of your life. (laughs) What are we having for dinner tonight? (laughs) Right? That's a big one. That's a big one. (laughs) Okay, but the ice cream thing is in the air, and apparently, um, and this is very cis, very hetero. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? This is very men, women, and um, and I I don't even know what men are saying, and I don't see it, because I'm only really, I'm seeing it from the niggasphere area where there are working class black women that make less or about the same amount as I do or Phoenix does. And they're talking about millionaire problems to my understanding. Mm-hmm. And, um, and how this is a bad date because, but well, only because it's not expensive. That's literally yeah, it, right? That's literally it. Yeah. It's bare minimum because it's not expensive. So literal. so why don't you just say a number when you meet someone and just say, it costs this much to see me for a date. Because that would be suspiciously like sex work, and they're better than these hoes. But doesn't the date... Lo- whatever, fine. <laughs> All right. Um, I will say, though, as far as men go, I've seen them generally falling into two camps. One camp are the absolute and utter misogynistic assholes who are saying things like... Uh, well, I'm only going to take you like on an ice cream date or a coffee date to decide if you're worth enough uh, or you're deserving enough of like of a nice dinner. 
which is like kind of a really shitty way to put that <laughs> um, because it's like a test to make you jump through hoops to like yeah and I'm not a fan of that fuck testing mm-hmm. the other um, the other men I've seen in the other camp are the ones who are saying it seems incredibly mature not to accept something like an ice cream date or a coffee date as a first date when you're still getting to know each other that's sort of like weirdo behavior and makes it seem like you're um more interested in materialistic things than building a healthy relationship. So those so are those, those are the, the two like main, uh, I, I don't know, like schools of thought I see. And it tends to it, it's it tends to be binary. I know there's nuance. There's a place in the middle. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Shit tends to really land on conservative versus progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's check out uh, what this. Uh, I want all bad. Bro- brilliant individual has to say uh let me see if i can see their name on this darn thing uh what the fuck scalding black tea okay all right so so this is a black person that has the word tea in their social media name so i know they're going to be very unique and unpredictable I want all bad bitches to do this. All right. So if you're tuned in, you are a bad B word. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. I'm, like how I'm not. You're not a bad I'm B not, word? I'm not. Why not? Well, I'll let this person speak and then I'll tell you why I am not. I want all bad bitches to do this. Stop accepting the bare minimum from Man. Oh. Twitter is acting weird. It's like auto That's because Elon don't own. be paying the damn bills. Oh, fuck. So Twitter's just fucking busted? Yes. It's literally pausing on its own. I'm no, not like, doing that. No, like, I shit you not. Like, right now, he said ad revenue is down, like, 50%. They still owe money on the rentals for where their work offices are because they're not paying the rent. Um, they're in, like, a lawsuit over not paying severance. They owe a bunch of people. They fired money. And he owes someone else money because they got fined in Europe for like hate speech or something yeah anyways Twitter's like broke as fuck and that's why it's janky <laughs> the fuck Elon with Twitter is kind of like how fucking um landlords talk about tenants yeah this is a raggedy motherfucker <laughs> breaking every appliance in the damn building <laughs> this raggedy I almost said the b word my damn self alright all right, let's be bad B-words again with scalding black tea as this person eats a potato chip. All right, sure. Stop accepting the bare minimum from men. Like, bitch, just because you think it's okay to go to a fucking taco stand. Why did they shake the camera like that? Because they're letting you know they're upset. It's serious. Wait. And they're mad at taco stands? Uh, they're mad at everything. Wait, they're mad at other people who are living lives that are not your life going to taco stands, which I do have a theory behind that, which also a theory that I developed in analyzing misogynist, but I can see where it's coming into play with this individual's rhetoric. All right, beefing with taco stands. Let's go. Just because you think it's okay to go to a fucking taco stand... As a first date, doesn't mean I'm going to think it's okay. Stop. Okay, and that's the whole video. And I'm going to think it's okay. Like, why do they whine? Talk like a fucking grown-up. Look, How am I supposed to take you serious? So, all I can say about this rhetoric is it has taught... Because I... 
tweeted about this as well, and I got responses. Yeah. I've read them. I observed them. I want to see them. And it, well, if you search my name in ice cream date, you'll mm. find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so what I have found is that I am not a bad bitch. Is really what my uh, what my problem is, I guess. And why is it because your body type, you're not skinny um, enough? No, actually, it's because I'm not. I hate saying high maintenance because it sounds derogatory, but I'm not high maintenance enough. And high maintenance is also some very very stupid language. Nobody's high. You're not. You're not high maintenance. You just like shit because you like a high price. But as far as being a human being goes, food, shelter, water. Nobody's high maintenance. You just like shit because you like the price tag. Yes. And you want other people to know that you have the thing with the price tag. You're not high maintenance. So much language, I think we need to just cut words out. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, like date. That, like, replace that with, like, I like to use relationship building because mm-hmm. that's very not fun. It also curates me the right kind of audience I want. <laughs> but yeah, you're not a um, bad B word. Yeah, I'm not a bad bitch because um, I'm like too lazy to be a bad bitch, really, um, is what the comment section taught me. Because something, because my point about this whole ice cream date thing, I and just for the record, I am supportive of the ice cream date, the coffee date, the let's meet at Starbucks or let's meet at Panera for a first date thing. Because for me... My thing personally is if it's a first date, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about you. Do we mesh as people? Because sometimes you can have a good phone conversation, but not have a good in-person conversation. Sometimes you can have a good text conversation, but you just don't really mesh with someone, um, you know, in person. And so for me, I always want to have a first date. That's a very pivotal thing for me when I'm starting a relationship. But I also, well, I also want to do the bare fucking minimum. I don't want to get my nails done. I don't want to have to get my hair done. I don't want to have to put on fake eyelashes. I don't want to shave my legs. I don't want to get the fucking Spanx out and get, like, my, you know, my uh, my nice heels. And you know what I'm saying? Like, getting dressed up is a fucking thing. And because me, the way I dress, I'm relatively casual with it. Um, I wear a lot of leggings. I wear a lot of cargo pants. I wear a lot of captains. I am not... Um, like bougie in my appearance. I do not look like an Instagram model is in terms of fashion. I am not a fashionista. So for me, to get dressed up like that for a date is like a time investment. <laughs> and I want to know that you're worth that time investment for me. So I will happily go on an ice cream date or a coffee date or a taco stand date as a first date to figure out if our next date is worth me shaving my legs, okay? That's just where I'm at. And what I realized in my comment section is a bunch of other people aren't like that at all. They're just like fashionistas all the time. So it's not a big deal for them to beat the whole face, do the hair, get the fill in for the nails, get the eyebrows done, get the waxing, do the shaving, put on the heels, because that's just how they dress all the time. So they expect that level of attention all the time. I'm not one of those people. I don't dress like that all the time. I'm not a bad bitch. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what's... That's what's nor. That's probably something that, like, again, like, I, I could use the language attracted me to you, but also like means compatibility, because that's what was always normal to me. Like, I was a child in Washington State in the eighties and early nineties, and the and like, I saw women in jeans and sneakers and t-shirts, just like the men. 
like the cut might just be a little different because mm-hmm. it's the women's clothes, so the t-shirt needs to be a little like this. Yeah. But they were plain. Do I use the language plain? Is that bad? I don't think plain is bad, and I also think it's um not just a class thing, but like the type of work that's done where you are. Because what I've noticed is this isn't just a working class thing. In my experience, it's like an industrial working class thing. Hmm. Like, because it seems to me who people who, even if they're working class, if they're coming from a service economy, they might treat a little bit differently. But because I'm very much from the Midwest, particularly Great Lakes area, it was incredibly common for both men, men and women to um, work in medical fields. So that means you're wearing scrubs all day to work in factories, right? To work in warehouses, right? Or even the people like I worked, um, you know, reception did office work at the front, um, you know, at the front end of warehouses. But that was still quite business casual. It was never particularly formal so I do not come from the type of culture where women would dress up like that uh, that t- that fancy on a regular basis you dress up nice when you go to church or when you go to a wedding or if you're going out on a date as the case may be but just like every day you just wear like cargo pants and a tank top but yeah. a low-cut tank top you know to show off the cleavage like, like that's where you get your femin but like that's a perfectly acceptable look or you wear you know like a tunic and some leggings but you don't do necessarily your whole face you maybe just put on foundation and some powder, right? Maybe some mascara, but you don't beat your whole face. I don't even, you know? I don't even like all that shit myself. Like, <laughs> and I don't know how many other men are with me, but like, if you're doing that as part of the date with me, please don't. It looks weird. You, it does. It makeup just looks strange to me. And again, probably because I, my when I first like as a little boy knew that I liked women, right? Like mm-hmm. a on the Kinsey scale, whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. I just saw their faces again the jeans, the t shirts, and comfortable pair of shoes, mm-hmm. right? Women had on fucking pro kids or whatever the fuck they were wearing. They just looked like people. So when I do see the whole thing on the face and all that, I'm like, what's under there? Where's <laughs> the person? It does. It looks a little, or like when the the hair has to be this specific thing like fucking throw the shit in the shit and let's go like fucking where's this where's the scrunchy rubber band thing snap that motherfucker in and and let's go yeah and let's get to getting yeah Yeah, and i really do wonder if it's um just a result of the way that we were raised and specifically the type of work people around us were doing because i did not have the i had pressure to act feminine but you know in the most basic of ways. You didn't really have to go all out unless you were going to an event and a date was considered to be an event. So I think for me, that's a big part of why I favor something like an ice cream date or a coffee date to start with because I don't want to put in all that work to like looking nice if I'm not feeling you. And something else I realized from the comment section and watching this conversation um, expand is that apparently a bunch of women will stay on a date with a dude that they're not really feeling. And why? I, and to me, that sounds that like to me personally, that sounds wild because I have walked off of dates like if I and that's also like a big part, because like I said, if you're going to take me out to like a nice dinner, I assume that's going to mean an appetizer. Right. And then a main course and then probably dessert. If I'm pissed off with you or not feeling you like in a significant way through the appetizer, it's no way I'm making it to dessert. I'm leaving, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, like, again, I want to know that before we get to that sort of date. Give me the ice cream date. Give me the taco stand date. Give me something in public that's um, low risk that I can walk away from easily. Or, you know, if you're not feeling me, that you can walk away from easily. 
Like, I, I want that sort of, because um, to me, it's, uh, it's about valuing my time. Because if I spent all this time, like an hour to get ready, right, to do my hair, do my makeup, get the clothes, you know, do all the preparations. If it takes me an hour, 90 minutes, two hours to get ready, and then I'm stuck at dinner with you for another two hours, and that's not counting the commute time, that's like three to four hours of my day for someone who wasn't worth it. I will show up in like caftan, uh, caftan and leggings or a tunic and leggings yeah. and my face relatively plain and do a fucking coffee date before I step into that because I my time has value to me. I don't have four to five to six hours to just uh, fuck around on a date or getting ready for a date for someone that there's no potential um, long-term relationship with or even long-term friendship with. Yeah. I'm not, like, to me, it's a time thing, but apparently a lot of other people don't see it that way. So... That's my observation, because a lot of the women in the comments were like, well, just because I know I'm not going to like be in a relationship with him, if he's not like a horrible person, there's nothing wrong with staying through the date. And I was like, but what's the point of staying through the date if you're not going to be in a relationship with them, whether it's romantic or platonic? Like, what's the point? Yeah. So, like, to me, that's a waste of time. But apparently I'm like in the minority. (laughs) I remember remember, like (laughs) when I first started coming across shit like this, right? Like, I've said it a million times, right? I was a small child in this little shit town called Spanaway. And I remember, like, after my biological mother's dead, uh, my biological father shows up with his new girlfriend, and she's a woman from Florida. And I would never really interacted extensively with someone from the South in general before like that. I was mostly around folks from the northwest or the northeast or california you know but not the south and uh and florida orlando at that and that was when i first started getting a taste of like some of what this attitude is like where i think i I think i was about to go do something and i just had my clothes on whatever Mm -hmm. just i have on pants shirt shoes let's go Mm -hmm. because i'm 10 (laughs) and uh and she uh jackie mitchell uh she was like uh oh no that, that down where I'm from, we get dressed just to go to the mailbox. Yeah, no. Like the who to do, but what? <laughs> the mail. Is that an exaggeration? Do you fucking mean it? It's the mailbox. There are some homes where the mailbox is nailed up to the wall right by the door. You mm-hmm. got dressed to open the door. We doesn't does that. And then, um, like, Tacoma, not a big old city, right? Not a big famous city. Some folks have heard of Tacoma because it's close to Seattle. And I remember moving out there and, um, and starting to see, like, a little bit, like, cats were a little bit more fly out there, but mm-hmm. it's not like a New York runway shit or whatever folks are doing in Miami or yeah. Chicago or something. And... I was the only one that had noticed something, right? Because I get in Tacoma in 1996 officially, and it's about 98, and the homegirl Ravon is uh, showing up, getting off the bus, the number 27 bus by Sheridan Park, right? Yeah, folks can fact check me. No, I'm telling a true fucking story, <laughs> right? Getting off the 27 bus by Sheridan Park on 25th Street. And, um, and we're posted up, just chill. We're in the neighborhood. We're at the park, bugging out. And Rayvon got, oh, what, what, what did you get at the mall or wherever the fuck you were, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I got this purse. It was like $70 or something. It was mm-hmm. some fucking price like that. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, you got, oh, you got the thing. And I'm the only one to say, hey, 
so how much money do you have in the purse now? <laughs> and she laughs and said nothing. Oh, and I was yeah. like, so you took your money that could go to other things and turned it into this bag you carry around now. Yes. Yeah, but it's a whoop, whoop, whatever the fuck purse. I don't know all these brand names, mm-hmm. and I'm never going to care. All right? I I pay for mortgage, not Louis Bouton. <laughs> Bouton Banton? I don't know. Bouton. I don't give a shit. Bouton. Dance hall clothes. <laughs> Fine. Boutou Banton. That's their name. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. And I, I feel like that's, like, a big thing. And people should be, like, that should be a point of compatibility when you're talking to someone, whether it be for your friend circle or someone you're trying to be in a romantic relationship with, is where are you at in terms of brand names and, like, consumerism? And how important is that to you? Yeah. Because there are some people where, like, they do want the brand name. They do want the expensive thing. And that's fine. Like, you know, you can do that. I think it's weird. But, you know, whatever. Free country. But that's very different to someone who prioritizes, um, you know, different types of things. Because for me, I have a backyard and I'm growing blackberries and it's the shit. And I just like to go look at the blackberries and I will put them in some homemade ice cream and we can have an ice cream day in the backyard and I will be a very happy person. Yeah. Um, You know, but like, I think that's also... Um, it's good to be upfront about what motivates you, what drives you, what your expectations are. And I am a little frustrated by hearing them say like, well, you're doing the bare minimum. Um, because it's not necessarily a bare minimum thing, right? Also, bare minimum for what? What the fuck are you? You're just another citizen. (laughs) You're not fucking special. I don't know if you knew this. But you don't matter in the social macrocosm. You fucking don't. That's why, for example, the first video clip we covered in this broader segment, we're the first view. No one has even liked or commented on the person that was talking about bad B words. You know why? Because you don't fucking matter. Bare minimum for what? We talk about bare minimum. We're talking about like for jobs, Mm -hmm. right? Like I work for a billion dollar corporation. There is a bare minimum for them. Not for you. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that's also um, sort of where the consumerism gets you because there's this sort of assumption that if I have the nice things, if I do, you know, the makeup and I have the designer clothes and I have the experience of being on some of these, um, like, more bougie, more expensive dates, then suddenly I do matter more as a person. But that's just capitalism lying to you. Yeah. (laughs) That's not really, um, you know, that's not really how it works. But, yeah, and I, I also, like, the bare minimum thing is fascinating to me because it really is operating on a binary that doesn't actually exist. Because when you say ice cream, they're like, well, I'm not going to go to a McDonald's drive-thru for a Sunday. And it's like, but why do you think McDonald's is the only place you can get ice cream? Yeah, why was like, McDonald's your first thought? Right. Or like, you know, or like Wendy's or uh, Dairy Queen or some shit. And it's like, but why do you think that's like where you would have to go on an ice cream date? Because we have a place out here that makes homemade custard every day. So like, yeah, you're calling <laughs> yourselves bad B words. You're actually just talking about your credit score. Oh. Now, the, uh, and like you mentioned, uh, brands, right? Mm-hmm. Like where are they at on brands? Cause like, you know, full disclosure and a little nuance at it. 
I follow some brands myself too, right? Yeah. Like I, I heard a commercial talking about uh, some clothing sale, and they mentioned they had a Jay Ferrar, mm-hmm. which is like probably some lower level shit. But I know that I got their clothes when I was in my early twenties. I still have the same shit too, like my same like three or four Jay Ferrar shirts. Yeah, I just have them and I just wear them sometimes. I don't wear them to be fancy, man. I wear them because. It's a good cut of clothing, good material that feels good on my skin. Mm-hmm. I like Dickies. I like I like their brand for work clothes and casual wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, for tools, I like Stanley. I like their brand. I understand Craftsman makes a good tool as well, but I like Stanley. I even have Stanley jeans, mm-hmm. right? I think I have a... Yeah, I have some other shit that's like Stanley that's not even tools. Yeah, Stanley Toolbox. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I like some brands too, but I think there's like, I can articulate a reason why I like that brand and why I stick with the brands for so many years. Yeah, well, you like the brands because they're affiliated with things that have, that are multi-purpose for you. Yeah. Right? Because you can wear the Dickies as casual clothes or you can wear them as work clothes and they are um, sufficient as work clothes. You know, like, I, you know, I get that. And I, you know, I understand being brand loyal to a certain point, but there's a difference between being brand loyal because this is the best brand that um, I can buy a product and it does what I need it to do because this brand is quality versus I have this brand because it's a brand name and that means it's bougie and therefore, you know, like I'm gaining some sort of social capital because I have bougie shit. Like, that's, those are very different right. uh, And these reasonings. people don't even know what the hell bougie actually is. Oh, they think, they think that doing something is bougie when bougie is actually a class status that you're not in. You're Most, proletariat. Yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not the bourgeoisie. Trust. You're so not. You never will be. Uh, you can make it up to petty bourgeois. But you would have to spend more time working and less time arguing about ice cream. <laughs> you could get to petty bourgeois, but y'all don't even know what the hell that is. You mm-hmm. don't use the words right. All right. Uh, now, I wanted to turn to this material, and um, and we'll see where we go with this. It's at the one hour, one minute mark. skibby doo bloop blop blibble doo Up there. All right. Mm-hmm. So this is someone who is probably, I actually, I don't know anything about this person. They might be a, a bad B word for all we know, but to stick with the topic and see how other folks are discussing it. Separate video about it. I just got back being active on Twitter. So definitely follow me on there. This is my Twitter handle. And if you see any viral stories, just DM them to me because. Tw- all right. That's them uh, o- o- opening up their uh, their program there. Mm-hmm. All right. They're, they're getting it going. Twitter is like a different universe. There's a different discourse on there than some other social media platforms. And I- It's not a different universe. It's a website. <laughs> all right. It's a website. These people have to exaggerate everything. I feel like Twitter was at its highest at one point and something short to post after I posted being single. It's interesting to see how much has changed from maybe when I was in high school, when I was in college, and then now. So I... So things have changed in mating from when they were in high school, when they were a minor, mm-hmm. under the custody of a guardian, be it their biological parents or otherwise. And they were... When you're in high school, by default, you're a full-time student... Mm-hmm. So they're saying there's something different between that from when I was in college 
where you may be a full-time or part-time student, but now a legal adult in your own custody. Yeah. Unless you, um, unless you don't make any money, then your parents can claim you on their taxes still versus now that you're post-college. So you're telling me that in over a decade's time, things changed. <laughs> I got to tell you this, that might want to subscribe to this channel. Mm. Brilliant one. We got here. And again, the title of this video is uh, Ice Cream for the First Date is Bare Minimum, Hashtag Twitter Talk. Okay. All right, so let, let, let's hear what this queen has to say. I graduated from college three years ago in 2020, which was the pandemic, so I've kind of just been in a slump with dating since. I've been out here and there, but not too much. That was the year that my college ex and I were done, and through the heartbreak and the depression that the pandemic put on me, I was just really messed up at that time. Like, I don't think people really knew this unless you've been watching me since then, but it took me so long to recuperate myself mentally. And I've been through, like, heartbreaks before, but I've never really been through something like that situation because it was just so much more complex. And it's to the point where I don't think I'll ever talk about it. How many relationships do people be in in their early ages? <sighs> Like, because you're saying you had heartbreaks, plural. Why so many? Yeah. At this point, maybe you're just bad at this and shouldn't do it. And you shouldn't be on YouTube telling other people how to. Yeah, I, um, I, I mean, I dated when I was in my 20s, but I didn't date that often. And then actually, well, I think I've said it before, but it's been a long time since I've said it. But I realized that I was not picking good partners in my 20s yeah. and I needed to do a little bit of like inner work so I just stopped dating like I didn't date uh, before we started dating I don't think I dated anyone for well maybe like five years or so like mm. yeah I just stopped dating because I was like this is not working for me yeah <laughs> so it makes sense doing it. yeah what like I think I am um... I, I stepped away from an individual like the bottom of 2009, the top of 2010, and I didn't meet you until like the bottom of 2013. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck all that. Excuse my language. But you see what this person did instead of what you did is they got 240,000 subscribers and they're telling them how to also fail. <laughs> Continue. Unless I'm like happily married with my own kids or just find enough strength to go to therapy for it because it was just like double whammy of a heartbreak plus the pandemic and being inside and no way of expressing my emotions healthily. So enough with my sad story, but I say all of that to say that I haven't been dating that much since then. So it really does intrigue me when I see these conversations about dating and I feel like oftentimes it comes from women who actually don't date. This is my first summer being outside. I haven't been on any dates this summer. I don't currently talk to anybody, but there's this narrative yeah, that if you're single- What? What? Wait, so she said this is coming from women who don't date and then followed it up by saying, I don't date. Nigga, you don't date either. None of y'all are dating and none of y'all are dating successfully. Shit. <sighs> you can't give advice but I feel like single people can give dating advice because being in a relationship is a means of choosing to be in one as well as having the right mindset to be in a relationship what the what? fuck was any of that shit <laughs> it was a word salad but made yeah. with ice cream <laughs> right where they say shit so stupid I, we mentioned this before in a very recent other I, but I can't remember if it was Swapcast or, or this uh, other programming uh, where it was like they come in and gish gallop shit so stupid and with full confidence that you stammer in rebutting it and now makes you sound stupid to an unsuspecting audience member. It's the Bill O'Reilly factor for real. Yeah. Holy shit. She just really, I'm, I'm giving it a running start on that stupid shit. We're going to let it flow. Where's she going with this? 
oftentimes it comes from women who actually don't date. This is my first summer being outside. I haven't been on any dates this summer. I don't currently talk to anybody, but there's this narrative that if you're single, you can't give advice. But I feel like single people can give dating advice because being in a relationship is a means of choosing to be in one as well as having the right mindset to be in a relationship. Also, she sounds like a boy that can't read well reading. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Oh, no. Okay. So, by not being good at relationship building, you are in the position to give advice on relationship building. Yes. I feel Obviously. like coming up. Yeah. Unless you support ice cream dates in which case you should not be giving advice about dating yeah because then you're wrong and i'm right because i've had multiple heartbreaks before the age of 35 i'm good at this the right mindset to be in a relationship i feel like coming out of college a lot of relationships i saw where people just wanted to say that they had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and then now that i'm like a real adult i'm realizing it's more about does this person work with who you are your morals oh your standards I just, I'm sorry. They're a real adult. I'm like a real adult. Like well, the, a real adult. What? I can't. I can't. What? Oh my god. You're not feeling oh my that. God. <laughs> that was a terrible fucking sentence. Because now I'm like a real adult. I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly though, like I feel like we would resolve a lot of these issues if we would when we talk about dating. We would let people who are actually in long-term happy relationships be like the lead of giving advice. Because out of all these people saying that ice cream dates aren't shit, I'm not seeing a lot of them who are in relationships and the ones who are, a lot of them are not in long-term relationships or marriages. Like be in a committed relationship and then give advice. Like, come on now. That's so goofy to me. Um, but yeah, I just, I, the, I don't understand this dating advice these days. I really don't. And it also seems like none of them are trying to be in long-term relationships. Like, do you get that vibe? That they're not good for long-term? Yeah, because everyone's, like, just casually dating. And it's, like, so... Like, and not that it has to be, like, marriage. But, like, so when is the... And so now we're planning on moving in together. Or we're planning on having kids together. Or we're planning on, like, buying a house together. Like, where are your, like... Um, your long-term goals. Like, everyone's just casually dating and still obsessed with um, going out to dinner and going on these dates. Because I think that's another thing for me is, like, if we're in a serious relationship and dating, I don't count our... I don't count our outings as dates anymore. Dates are like when you're trying to impress me and convince me to be in a relationship with you. Yeah. But once we're in a relationship, I'm not going to be like, we, we've been dating and we're engaged, but he's still taking me out on dinner dates. Like, no, we're just going out to dinner because we're a couple and that's what we do because we spend time together now. Yeah, it's it's looking more like, um, like these aren't women in solidarity with each other and here to help each other and be there for each other. They're competing with each other and showing off what they can get someone to spend on them. But they hate sex workers. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Standards, your character, and your lifestyle. I see why there's this phrase of people not wanting to ruin their peace or protecting their peace when it comes to dating because it really can mess you up. So there was this viral tweet of a text message conversation between, I'm assuming, two people who were pursuing dating. So it says, But I'll, 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 I want to note this thing where they say protecting their peace. 
all these things are just fucking slogans. Mm-hmm. They're all they are. They're just slogans for the algorithm. Yes. It's not real shit to live your life by. What the hell is protect your peace? Again, it, it's another thing that means no way you call it saying everything and saying nothing. Yes. Yeah, you're not protecting your peace. Like, because I could, I, I, that's what I hate about when I tell people about my life and what I experienced when I was young and how I live as an adult because everyone I come across, especially conservatives, they want to immediately apply that to their ideology and make me a success story of what they believe in. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I'm not protecting my peace. I'm just a closed-minded old curmudgeon that knows what I do and what I don't do. That's it. (laughs) And when I come across a don't do, I don't do it. I don't consider it. I don't discuss it. I don't debate it. And I don't do it. But y'all now, but keep in mind, I've been doing that my entire adulthood. But now since 2021 that is now protecting my peace mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here hey this is so and so and the girl replies back and says hi and then the man says hope you've had a good day I'm excited for tomorrow I can pick you up but if you're not comfortable with that we can meet there I don't know why I'm feeling like getting some ice cream in this hot weather lol so she comes back and says sorry if this may come off as rude but I don't do ice cream dates I'm a 26 year old woman and a date like that seems like the absolute bare minimum for me meeting up would be a waste of both of our time since we probably don't have the same vibe best wishes so also vibe if you meet someone and they say vibe they're a, they're a deeply unserious person vibe jesus christ the the best use of that word in this past century has been for the name of a magazine and nothing else <laughs> well, she's entitled oh my bad did you have a no go ahead okay let's party to this i mean if she feels like it's not gonna work so be it but like i said this is going viral and i even quoted somebody on twitter who said getting ice cream is definitely not a first date lol it's something you can end the date with though or if you're already dating it- notice that they're saying I'm, I'm gonna read this tweet as if this person isn't reading it mm-hmm. but getting ice cream is definitely not a first date they don't punctuate the sentence because again they're a deeply unserious person how is it not a first date if there's two people and they want to do whatever the fuck dating is, and they call that their first date, well, guess the fuck what? That was their first date, and your tweet doesn't undo that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, these, they're so into their fucking broad declarations of what they want reality to be. Like, you're like fucking Christians. And they say it's something you can do, you can end a date with. Again, who made that rule, and then, why does anyone have to follow it? Also, if you end a date with an ice cream date, and that you're that is your first date, then that's just your first date. So, like, if you go out to dinner and then you go out to ice cream because you can end a date with ice cream, but this dinner is your first date and you end with ice cream, you still went on a fucking ice cream date. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. And, and also says, or if you're already dating, it's just quality time. But first date, yeah, no. All right, it's a yeah, no. And I think what really um, sort of like baffles me about this logic is that um, a lot of people are saying that it should be part of a date, 
But like, y'all end up in situations dating people and finding out horrible things about them, right? Like it's those like, am I the assholes on Reddit or like the relationship advice, like we've been dating for two years and then I just found out that whatever, he likes Andrew Tate or some shit, right? Yeah. How the fuck y'all on dates this motherfucking long and don't know a goddamn thing about the person you're dating? How yeah. do you not know their, what the fuck do y'all be doing on these dates? How can you be on a fucking three hour date, go out to dinner and then go out for ice cream and still not know their fucking politics? How? I'm telling you, it's women that, cause, but also like, and I'm not going to blame the women for this condition because this under patriarchy and consumerism, this is how they're socialized, right? As little girls, they get Barbie dolls and new generation Bratz dolls and Disney princesses shoved in their fucking face all day. Mm -hmm. And this is your value. Get a man, get a man, get a man, get a man, be, be valuable to a man. That's so I shouldn't be surprised when when they come up, they're not the fucking the new eighth wave feminist. I wish they would be. <laughs> and they're all just fucking competing against each other to brag about how much money a man spent on them. And this is the extent of their lives, which is so fascinating on two fronts. One, because I was reading a thread about the history of Barbie. Apparently, Barbie was supposed to meant to be a feminist icon. That's why Ken is her boyfriend and not her husband, because the original maker of Barbie was like, she doesn't need a husband. Oh, okay. fun fact. Um, not that that's how it got translated into popular culture, but that's just a fun historical little tidbit about Barbie that I learned today. Um, mm. The second thing. Uh, about what you said was, oh, right, I saw a tweet discussing this where a woman was saying it's actually really hard for me to have, uh, to be friends with other women because so many uh, so many women are, like, male-centric in their thinking because it's only about, like, their dating lives or what their boyfriends are doing or what their husbands are doing. Like, they've given up a sort of sense of self um, in order to try to make men happy or be appealing to men, and, like, that can make it hard to hang out with women sometimes. And I was like, that's kind of a valid point. Yeah, yeah like... Why do your friendships with other women not pass the Bechtel test? Right? Please. That's fucking weird. <laughs> All right. Keep going, homegirl. Ice cream. Ice cream. It's just quality time. But a first date? Yeah, no. So my response to her was, the internet has made a lot of y'all so self-righteous. The first date is about getting to know someone by doing something enjoyable or something both people have in common. The quality of the date slash person does not equal the money spent by someone who isn't even your boyfriend or girlfriend yet. I hate Okay, she is like an adult now. She's like a real grown-up. <laughs> that was a, almost like an adult comment there. Not very impressive, very easy to come up with there. <laughs> it here so the reason why i feel like this tweet and this message thread is for the lack of a better word annoying is because i feel like there is a self-righteous attitude and a lot of women's egos have been inflated to believe that they deserve some type of what do you she's using the language self-righteous yeah obviously i i think that that's not the most accurate language mm -hmm. of where you land um i'm not sure that Self-righteous is the best term, but yeah, I get that, I get what she's to trying to say. Yeah, but I get what she's trying to say. Yeah. Well, that's a thing though, because I think this is, in some sense, whether they acknowledge it or not, a morality thing for them. What? How? Because it's like because they act like you're like degrading them or they're degrading themselves if they go on an ice cream date. Like it's a sin to do this type of shit. Like in a in a in a in a, in a more broad way. Like it really. That, Cause that's the way they act about it. Like you're like you're hurting yourself, or you're doing something wrong, or you're disrespecting yourself, you're injuring yourself, you're sinning against yourself by going on these ice cream dates, and like it uh. is like a weird sort of. I think that's why they're so judgmental about it, cause it is sort of like a morality thing with them. I just I don't know. 
So then they go online and they look for some she evangelicals to reinforce their fucking love of patriarchy. Yes, and also, like, anyone who has a good belief system, they can't help but try to evangelize to others and be like, stop accepting the bare minimum. Don't go on an ice cream date. luxury it's so many girls that feel like when you meet the guy the first day should be a trip or the first day should be some type of extravagant situation that is worth more than what you own and depending on the man he might have some form of extravagant excursion or experience for you the first time you meet him but on average i don't think it's that yeah who's doing all that shit like so as the the presenter was uh saying though the that part about extravagant they're showing images of like rose petals and candles and shit. Mm-hmm. And I've always seen that. At first off, candles, very hazardous idea. <laughs> like, super irresponsible. And then also the candles by the rose petals, that's like just having them near fucking little fire starters. And it, who's doing all that and who needs that? Is there someone of which you just can't function romantically unless there's. How many rose petals is that? That's a lot of rose petals. That's a lot of rose petals. Like, and then who cleans up the mess after you're done? I have so many questions. Like, is anyone able to function without that? Which I bet everyone is, but because some white movie producer put it in a film, whatever Mm -hmm. the first one that was to do it, Mm -hmm. this is an idea in people's heads now. Goofy shit. It's not... The more I think about this, this is like um, men in lingerie. Hmm. Um, how like it's it's a it's a cultural stereotype, but not people's lived experiences, right? So there's like as far as a lot of women go, there's this stereotype that you're gonna you know champagne and rose petals and candles and private jets and blah blah. blah. But that's not the lived experience of like ninety five percent of women, right? Well, yeah. But that's also it, it reminds me because I was reading a thing about um, men in lingerie and how many men are like essentially conditioned to think lingerie is sexy because it's in movies and you know there's like the Victoria's Secret models and shit like that. But most men have not seen a woman in person, like a woman that they're dating or a woman that they're having sex with, have not seen a woman in like that type of lingerie with like the garter belt and the heels and like yeah. the corset. But most men still find it to be attractive and something that women should wear to be sexy. But most men don't experience that on a regular basis, if at all. And this reminds me very much of this. Like women are like, well, this is what I'm supposed to expect, but that's really not the reality for most of us. Like we, I think we have a very different perception of what dating should be based on the consumerism of the culture culture that we live in yeah. versus the reality of what we actually get. And I wish people were more honest about what they actually fucking get. Yeah. Lingerie is, what is it like fucking is it's like sex. I don't know. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't understand lingerie either. <laughs> it ends up being kind of like a cat Williams joke because like lingerie does not control erections. It does not. First off, most erections are unwanted and just come from rubbing up against your underwear. <laughs> like, like erections are just a stupid nuisance. You're just like, shoot, get it, get it, get, get out of here. Way to kill the mystery. Yeah, get out, get get from around here. Yeah, no, they're, they're yeah. Most of them are just unwanted goofball shit, which is just your body being a machine, right? Like that's yeah, that's mm-hmm. really all that is. Like something hit the button and now the 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 that mechanism switched into breed mode right it went mm-hmm. from it went from the mode of 
I, I used the uh, the urethra to get rid of waste, and now it's like, nope, I used the vast deference to make more of me. Mm-hmm. And that's all the fuck it's doing. And lingerie doesn't control that. I really have no idea what the fuck lingerie is actually for, other than to make the lingerie money's company. To my understanding, he's an old man that lives in Ohio, <laughs> making money off of girls like you. Yes. That's what yes. I know about lingerie. <laughs> All right, keep going. Experience for you the first time you meet him. But on average, I don't think it's that. I'm so for hypergamy, but I'm all for also being reasonable as women as well. And I feel like our intentions have been misconstrued because of course you should be striving for men that provide, men that invest, men that show you that they are stable. But those things matter just as much as do you even like this person? Do you guys get along? But Okay, now as they're doing this, there's more. This is a very image heavy like very lazy editing video like Mm -hmm. you could tell that she records the audio and then someone else just puts pictures over it and has the pictures pan across the screen and that's it that's all the labor that's happening Mm -hmm. and it's showing the man telling you right now maybe this is just where my masculinity is or my fashion or lack of fashion i don't wear wristwatches right last time i wore a wristwatch i was about 19 years old And then electronic devices that you carry around anyway started having clocks on them. Mm -hmm. I don't need a wristwatch anymore because I don't like having that shit. I don't I don't wear necklaces. I I, last time I wore a necklace, I was about 15 Mm -hmm. and I was just done with that. No necklaces, no bracelets, no rings, no watches. I don't want all that shit on me. But it's like for the men that what up? I was going to say, but for you, though, because like you if you wore a watch to work, you would break it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I think that's, again, I really think that, like, a big part of this conversation that enough people are not addressing is not only what type of environment did you grow with, but grow up in, not only class-wise, but what type of work was happening in your community. Because I know a lot of blue-collar guys, they have rings, they have watches, but, the, again, they wear them to church, they wear them to funerals, they wear mm. them on dates, they, you know to Sunday brunch. They do not wear them to work because a lot of them work with their hands or the stuff that they do is like, um, you know, not exp- like not like a, like a Rolex or not like a fossil watch, you know, something that has like a plastic wristband that's, you know, like $30 and it's okay if it gets fucked up because the type of work you do, your shit's going to get fucked up. Like, this is like very, like, so like white collar versus blue collar to me in like so many ways. <laughs> Huh. And not even necessarily income level because there's blue collar mo- workers who make hella money and people who have white yeah. collar jobs who aren't making as much as they thought they were going to. But it really is like, do you do more t- like physical manual type labor or do you do more like office you know, like computer type labor? Yeah. Yeah. Then also like, I don't, I don't want to have that on anyway. Like just on an aesthetic level, like the suit jacket this man has on looks ugly and goofy to me mm. i don't want to wear that where's my dickies <laughs> <laughs> do you agree with his character his morals his mindset and even the basics his job his family situation and so forth and most of that compatibility and also his family situation why because that sounds like you're just saying kids out of wedlock just say it. Either that or is he still married, but going through a divorce. Oh, Because a lot of women get conned into that, like, well, he's separated, he's going through a divorce. And then, like, five years later, he's still going through the divorce. <laughs> yeah, because, like, all of this shit is just not life to me. 
Like, it seems like the only way that these people can function, like, I don't think that they could emotionally or mentally live outside of a relatively large city. Probably not, no. Yeah, I think, like, anything smaller than, like, uh, I think city sizes. At least, like, 150, 200,000. More. I'd say, like, a San Francisco. They can't be outside of a San Francisco. Like, smaller than that. I think they could go smaller than that only because there's cities that are like two to three hundred thousand people that are suburbs of major cities, right? Because there's like suburbs of Chicago that are like Elgin. You don't, yeah, like you don't live in Chicago, but you still live in a city that's like two hundred thousand. Well, I guess Elgin like, does have that boat. Yeah, but then also like you're only like you know forty five minutes away from the city, like so you can just drive there for a date. Okay. Yeah. So like, it seems like everything they they don't do. None of these people ever talk about domestic life, which you live in your house, <laughs> right? Like every single image in this video is at a restaurant, bar, club, uh, uh, the one with all the rose petals. It was. It looks like it's in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, when the fuck are y'all niggas at home? <laughs> are you too good for your home? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why they want to have good dates because their homes suck, and like that's the only place they find like luxury, maybe. So what if all that money you spent on your purse, you got a greenhouse like we did, right? Because there was a purse in that shot. Yeah. Or all the money that guy spent on that watch, yeah. he did. He got shit like I got. Weed eater, a leaf blower, and shit like that. Your home is suddenly starting to become cooler. Mm-hmm. Keep working on it. Buy a pear tree, buy a plum tree, buy some strawberry bushes and blackberry bushes. Spend your money on that. Because, again, like, I I don't, what do they call it, pocket watching? Yeah. I try not to do that too much, but these niggas talk about their incomes online. Mm-hmm. And the more these niggas talk about their incomes, and then I look at my income, and I look at yours, and I'm like, well, these niggas make the same amount as us, and sometimes less. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I can't afford the shit you're obsessed with. So now I'm wondering, why are you obsessed with it? on $10,000 a year less than us as a household. Yeah. It's not pragmatic. It's not pragmatic. But people, I think that they're obsessed with the idea of luxury culture and you always have to have nice things. You always have to be doing something. And Because I know people like make fun of us because we're like old and boring or whatever because we're always like, I just want to go back and put the cool color thingies in the fire pit and make the fire turn yeah. colors and look at the apple tree and look at the pear tree and let's look at the sunflowers and let's plant some Fuck potatoes yeah. and shit like that. Like, we have, cause what do we have? We have blueberries, raspberries, grapes, pear tree, plum tree, apple tree. Baller <laughs> shit. Like, that's the real that's, baller. Like, and we love that, but that's not fun for people and it's not exotic enough for people and it's too boring for people but i fucking love that shit are you fucking kidding me but then also like this image on the screen right we know this podcast audio so i'm telling you what's in the image right and it's a couple of black people and they're apparently they're at a restaurant and and they're probably in the city but in this you can tell they're in the city from the background because there's like skyscrapers and shit behind them oh is that a window i thought that yeah. was a i thought that was a painting no that's a window okay so they're in the city and they have glasses of wine and salads in front of them so this is what excites you <laughs> lettuce <laughs> i gotta say it like that <laughs> 
Right, let's keep it official. <laughs> There's lettuce. I think I see some, uh, what are those called? Cherry tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Lettuce, cherry tomatoes, and what? Like a 6 to 8% alcoholic beverage? Yes. And making eye contact with the person in front of you. This is the big excitement. This is the FOMO. This is what you have a fear of missing out on. <laughs> they want to be Frasier. We want to be Frasier's dad. <laughs> right? Just not pigs. Yeah, just just not the cop part. But oh, yes. Oh, man. Yeah. All Fucking, right. I don't know. Keep going, homegirl. Let's let's have some more of this, uh, this right. hot tea. Okay, keep going. I'm going to run upstairs real quick. Oh, all the way, all the way to the attic stairs. No. Okay. All right, folks. It's it's, it's just me solo. No Phoenix Kaliter. I'm gonna hit pause. <laughs> and through the magic of unpause. Through the magic, yes. <laughs> All right. And again, we were riffing on. Uh, this is what you're impressed by. That stuff you learn from dating somebody, like in the dating phase. This is coming from someone who hasn't dated in a long time. But the beauty of me being single was that the few times that I have gone out on a dinner date with a guy in between this time was me learning that, okay, I don't really like him or this was nice, but he's not my type or it's the wrong timing or I'm not sure about his intentions. They may be misplaced. And that's the point of doing simple dates so that you can garner that information and see if it's worth continuing forward. I Again, she reads like a boy that does not read well. <laughs> it, it's fucking killing me the way she is reading her script. I think because social media has told women that you need to be effing with the best ballers and the scammers and the athletes and the guys that are super duper rich, which is like one in like a hundred men probably make six figures and I'm probably wrong with that. I made that up. Now we have the after effects of Stan. Wait, but this was pre-recorded. You could have just paused the recording and looked it up. Yeah. This is what this is how you get to 240,000 followers, folks. Man, we're going to just start talking about goofy shit and nothing but. That's it. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, we need to look up. Uh, well, from the look of this image here, this is a uh, little Bow Wow, mm -hmm. who is uh, in his 30s. I got to stop calling him that. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's, we got to find out what he's doing. Oh, and, um, okay. And uh, Nene Leaks, I'm oh. pretty sure. And uh, Kiki Palmer. Yes. Is a, a pretty big deal. Um, Dwayne Wade, to my understanding, is a, a hot topic. Uh, yeah, but that's only because he's an NBA player and has a trans child. And people are very angry that his kid is trans. Okay. Well, what about LeBron James? Um, nobody really talks about his family. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, what are some of these other names that I hear on these? Well, I mean, I see Future's face right the fuck there. We all know what Future's famous for. Okay. That's that. That's the guy. That yeah. That's Future. Oh fuck him. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Okay. So he's overcompensating for how unattractive he finds himself. I get it. All right. Mm -hmm. That's why he's a fucking super breeder. Wow. That's the guy. Yeah, that's, that's the, the guy. future. Yeah. That's Future. Holy shit. He is aggressively below average. <laughs> God damn. Talk about dedicating yourself to it. Mm. All right. Man, that is that is some kind of bone structure there, my man. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Where, where are you going with this uh, YouTube presenter? 
standard or average women asking for more than they can even provide for themselves. Now, I don't know this just based off of the text message, but I'm just speaking in general. I see absolutely nothing wrong with going out for ice cream as a first date because there's no pressure. You don't have to get in this fancy hair and makeup and dress up and go out to some steakhouse. You can vibe with this individual over something that is pretty enjoyable and likable by- Again, also, folks, let's pretend I have the exact same income I have and that I'm single and ready to... I'm not saying it. <laughs> but let's pretend that that's what's happening. And we're going to go to the steakhouse. Mm -hmm. Please don't put on all that shit. Please don't. Uh, first off, I like human faces. For the most part, like, women are just generally attractive. You know, obviously, I'm going to have, like, a black bias, a color bias, but... For the most part, women are not bad-looking folks. You know, I, I, I don't see the need for all that stuff. But then also, throw the jeans on. Throw the sneak. Throw on your old boots. Because, like, when I see all that extracurricular shit on, it means nothing to me. It will have absolutely no effect on how I perceive the words you say when I ask you immediately how you vote down ballot to see <laughs> if we get past the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get past how you vote down ballot. Why do you vote that way down ballot? Mm -hmm. Okay. How often do you vote? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? We're starting, yeah, because it's really just going to be a series of first political ideological questions because yes. we don't land on those. We're not compatible. Exactly, exactly. Right? Or again, like, I don't know all the science and all the studies or whatnot, but got to ask you this one. Are you just angry as hell at the fact that transgender folks exist? If you are, we're not compatible. Mm -hmm. That's fucking weird to me. Yeah. 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 So we're just going to get down to the shit. So, no, please don't put on all that shit. <laughs> I don't, I give a mad fuck about it. Now I'm having flashbacks to that group I was in on Facebook. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, y'all. I have to tell y'all this story. I don't know. Have I told it on the podcast? I don't no. even remember. I don't think I have. Uh -uh. So, um, I was in a Facebook group that was um, uh, predominantly women and a healthy amount of black women, maybe like 50 to 60% black women, but um, definitely like all women in the group. And um, when we had started dating, because we met on Facebook, <laughs> I was taking so much shit in that group for like dating below my worth. Um, because of because you didn't have like you know formal like college education because you didn't do white collar work because you weren't making enough money and it was like I was just constantly fucking getting dogged because <laughs> we were dating and um I said you know kind of said something like well I'm happy in my relationship and a bunch of y'all are single so I'm not gonna take your advice anyway because if you were so good at giving advice you would be in your own relationships and so people got very offended that I said that. And so they made a thread that, because I had two accounts at the time, and my alt account saw it. Um, I, they blocked my main account from seeing it, but they made a thread basically saying that, like, they were going to get in your DMs with, like, nudes and, like, try to hit on you and stuff to, like, prove that, like, you was an ain't shit nigga. <laughs> and I told you about it, and you started laughing. And the first thing you said was, like, I'm just going to ask them what they think about the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
that actually because it, it, we're, we're talking about at what point in time this was that was my big deal like the national security administration like i'm just gonna ask them what they know about the patriot act and uh what was in the fairness doctrine yeah <laughs> so but, what do you what do you think should they be called the bush tax cuts still or should they be the obama tax cuts because he extended them they expired what do you think of that but yeah that was uh that was really like one of the um i don't know moments of like oh we're compatible compatible we're both political news nerds yeah because i have feelings about the nsa too (laughs) but yeah it was just funny but um you know I, I, i mean it was actually kind of rude that they were trying to like ruin a relationship. Like that was a shitty fucking thing to do. Yeah. But um, I don't think any of them even did any of them even ultimately do it. I don't think. They I did. don't think any. I doubt anyone tried. But I also notoriously right. I'm I'm a big enough name to do anything notoriously. But <laughs> I I tend to not check the other box. Oh, okay. On Facebook messages where they just like send people that they think you're probably not interested in. Mm -hmm. So maybe someone sent something and I just never even checked. That's hilarious. But, um, but yeah, no, what's funny to me was like the, um, the superficialness of the whole thing. Like this is someone, you know, you as a person, you care about politics, you care about, um, social justice issues. You're relatively leftist and progressive. And they thought that like all it was going to take to sway you was like a nude. That's it? Oh, yeah. That's all you brought to the table? (laughs) A nude stranger on the internet. You know, the internet. The porn box. (laughs) Here comes, hey, nude stranger. Would you like to ruin your potential rest of your life with this? No, nude stranger. Go get yourself some ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking doofus. And most people, I mean, I love ice cream and this is going to be more of a conversation based date versus sitting through an hour and a half long dinner when you can determine whether or not you are possibly compatible. Damn, they're saying everything that you said in the beginning. Huh. I'm going to jump forward 30 seconds because uh, they definitely, I mean, they read like a boy that doesn't read well, but at least with some speed even worth it and sometimes like i said women can easily be jaded like money and i don't th- i'm also noticing again i'm gonna hit mute and look at some of these like yeah mm-hmm. all of these images like where why don't casual black people exist in internet imagery mm. everybody black has like do any of these niggas ever need a haircut uh, let me see what you look like before you went to the barber no one is ever just regular. Everyone always looks like they spent three hours in the bathroom. And mm-hmm. this is across the gender spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like way too much effort is going into black people's imagery. And, I don't, and maybe I just don't relate. I don't do all that shit, man. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. And I, I don't think I know many black people that do in real life. But I don't know many people in real life. And then most of the folks I come across are going to be you know, forklift operators, skyjack mm-hmm. operators, machine operators, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. But, like, yeah, look at this. So, like, uh, yeah, that one, extra glossy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always on, like, some brand new furniture. Yeah. And like, so many of these pictures have um, folks wearing, like, white clothes or in white backgrounds. Not a fucking smudge of dirt or dust anywhere. Yeah, like, I have on a green shirt. That I think I got in like 2016, and that's me. 
I like the the yeah next image again white furniture again yeah like you said um and then like somebody that has on like a whole lot of necklace I don't mm-hmm. even know what the fuck you call that is that even still a necklace at that it's point it's like a bib necklace a bib there's so much yeah that damn that's the perfect word for it it looks like a fucking bib mm-hmm. and they're on an a airplane private, a private jet that's supposed to be a private jet <laughs> Really? So is this just like some black billionaire that's very angry about ice cream? Like, why are these the <laughs> images of black people? And then, but also reading a physical newspaper. So is that your thing? I got to go on my private jet, but hey, let me get the Toronto Star while I'm at it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> is- oh, it's um, it's a status symbol to have a newspaper in a situation like that because that means you paid extra to have someone bring it to you. What? Yeah. Thank goodness you know all this shit. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. Yeah, I think it's always like important to remember that um the family that I was raised with did not have a ton of money, but we did live in um in sort of a microcosm where we were surrounded by other people who did have money. So hmm. um in a lot of ways I am acquainted with wealth. Like you know, I know people who are millionaires, I know people who lived in a suburb of Chicago, they have their own private airport for their private planes and shit like that. Um, you know, I know people who own mansions. I know people who literally have like maids and butlers and things like, you know, I have, uh, it hasn't been my life, my personal life experience, but I have certainly brushed elbows with people who are of the wealth class. Now I super didn't, <laughs> but also like, cause they're <laughs> fucking annoying. They're so fucking like shallow and I hate it. There's no substance anywhere. Like, you talk about longing for intellectual stimulation and depth of conversation. Shit. Oof. All right. Well, let's let's get some uh, stimulation here. <laughs> Oops. Because a lot of men are so territorial and their money is their best asset, or at least with a lot of women, that's what we look at, which is fine, we start being jaded by our true intentions of being with this man if we're only looking at his pockets. Now, if you're looking for a trick, that's definitely different. By all means, take the guy that has the money, and if he's willing to trick, you may eventually like him, but if money is your first and only thing, by all means. But I feel like this is what is wrong with dating, having these unnecessary standards from the jump. Yes, you should be looking at money, finances, stability, but you should also be looking at compatibility, communication, and correlation. Do you have correlating values? Do you have correlating goals? Is he really what you're looking for? I don't think they're using the word cor- fine. All right. I feel like to each their own on this, but it's a little bit out of hand that simple things aren't enough for people anymore. Like I said, I'm here for hypergamy and dating. Now they're saying simple things aren't enough for people anymore, but look at all the imagery you have in your video. And here mm-hmm. it is again. again what, 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 are they, what are they doing in this image? Again, podcast audio. Yep, drinking wine and holding hands. They're just sitting... A, I like drinking wine too, but I don't need to get up, put on whatever the fuck this goofball shiny shit is that this nigga... It's a suit. I'm not putting that. I'm not putting... It's a uniform. I'm not putting that (laughs) costume on. I'm not getting up and putting on a costume to go drink wine in a building from a bottle that's not even mine. I paid them to pour me a glass from their bottle. Mm -hmm. No, I want to be in my house on my property with my bottle and in my garden sitting by my sunflowers. And guess what? My best good friend, my only friend, my (laughs) my partner right there also with a wine. Mm -hmm. Why do I need to be in this building to do it? Like, 
y'all niggas do not feel satisfied with yourselves. None of you actually have confidence. None of you actually have any self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You need um, strangers' validation. You need strangers to see you in that costume that you call a suit mm-hmm. or that costume that you call an outfit or that uh, your, your haircut. Without other people seeing you, you don't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel worthy to yourself and others. Work on thee. Dare I say, I'm one of these people now. Go to therapy. That's what Go I do. Therapy. I advocate this. Go, you advocate for going to therapy? A lot uh, of people don't. <laughs> no, I do feel that there's like a level of truth to that. Because one of the things that does strike me about this whole... Um, sort of like dating culture consumer culture we live in is uh, first of all it's rooted in the idea that you deserve nice things but they're only nice things if other people can't afford them yeah and like that somehow increases the value to know that there's like um a level of exclusivity about it which i'm not gonna lie is fucking weird right because if red lobster like if red lobster costs the same as mcdonald's would red lobster cease to be good yep for these niggas, yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if anyone could do it, then it's, you know, that fucking, um, what was that, um, what was that superhero Disney Pixar? Oh, the Incredibles. The incre- yeah. Yeah, right? Because remember how the whole premise with the villain when he was like, I'm going to give my toys to everyone, and then when everyone's super, no one is. Like, that's how y'all feel about luxury items. If everyone can afford it, it's not good anymore. Like, no, if it's good, it's fucking good quality, like, regardless of the price, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely part of it, but also the fact that all these things are oftentimes done in public or done with the intention of sharing on, you know, Instagram or social media. And it's not that it's wrong to share um, personal moments on social media. It's that it comes across that you're only doing these things because you want a reaction from the public and people to tell you how good you are or how pretty it was or how beautiful it was or how much it costs. Like, it's basically a flex, right? And that's kind of weird to me because why does everything have to be a flex? Yeah, like uh, like I, I recently shared a, a personal thing on the uh, on social media, and to my I guess it's called a a purple heart. Oh, Is okay. that the name of the flower? I don't know that I keep looking at. Yeah, yeah people in the uh, someone one one person in the comments said it's a purple. Oh no, two. All right, that that means it's true. Uh, so two people in the comments said it's a purple heart, and yeah, that is a thing, right? Like I I planted that seed, I grew that thing. I think it's a perennial, so I can um I can take it out of the pot toward the end of the summer and put it in the ground, and it'll just keep coming back every year. And mm-hmm. um and yeah, I post that to social media because I want other people that are into growing flowers to say, hey, yeah. Like, yeah, matter of fact, uh, the homegirl Penny Loco has one at her house and shared a picture in the comments. Nice. Right? Yeah. So, like, we all have our little purple heart flowers, but, like, let's stay, like, spending money that we spend because, mm-hmm. like, it's less functional and more about, like, this is what we want to do. Right. Like, what do we go to Menards? Like, we don't actually need a fire pit. We, we want a fire pit. <laughs> yes. But we didn't post a picture of ourselves at the cashier swiping the credit card mm-hmm. and, and, and making sure everyone knows, like, this one's the credit card, just in case you didn't know, mm-hmm. as I buy this. Everybody knows I'm spending money on this, right? And then posting a screenshot of me paying the credit card with the debit card mm-hmm. later on that night. Huh, everybody see that? No, I don't need you to know that I bought something. 
I think it's also interesting um, what the priorities are because like with the fire pit, folks, let me tell you, and this is not a brag, this is just an observation and a truth. The amount of time we have gone to Menards and spent as much money as a dinner at a steakhouse would be. (laughs) But the difference is we come back with things that to us have more value than a steakhouse dinner. We come back with a fire pit that we can use all year round. We come back with plants that are perennials that will come back year after year. We come back with, you know, tools to help us maintain the garden that we have, the garden that we're growing and the garden that we're intentionally creating, you know, those sort of things. And for me, I, again, I would rather be in my backyard. Again, I've got grapes. I've got blackberries. I've got a pear tree. I've got a plum tree. I've got an apple tree. I want to be in my motherfucking backyard because my motherfucking backyard is the shit. I forgot okay? about the grapes. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have the grapes. We have blueberries too. We have strawberries. Shit, yeah. Well, yeah, like it is the shit. We're growing fucking lettuce and shit. We're growing potatoes. We have sunflowers. We have a bunch of perennials. We have um like this really ginormous getting aloe plant. We have a mullein fucking plant. Like... We have some shit. And to me, I would rather go to Menards and spend the equivalent of a steak dinner to buy stuff to maintain that backyard than to just have one dinner. Because I can go to the backyard anytime, regardless of the season. And we have the greenhouse. Honestly, even if it's raining, I can just post up in the greenhouse and do that. And that, to me, is worth more. It has more value than a steak dinner that once you eat the steak, it's done, it's digested, and then you shit it out 12 hours later. Not that I don't love a good steak dinner, but I don't have to go out on a date to enjoy it. I can grill a steak in my backyard. And we just got that little (laughs) grill. Like, you can literally sit at the table with the chair. I did this. I think the day after we got it, I set the plate down. Mm -hmm. I put some onions in the fucking thing and Mm -hmm. all the little things Mm -hmm. and... Sat there cooking it, did not stand up the whole time, sat in the chair, and then when it was about done, I just push it with my finger, I don't use a thermometer. Yeah. When it's about to the the, uh, consistency I want it, whatever word I'm supposed to use, excuse me, just plop that fucker right on the damn plate. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, one of the joys of my life is being able to set up the table and chair outside (laughs) and work outside, right? Because I work from home, right? I do a lot of online work, so... Yeah, I just get to be in my backyard and, like, have a little fountain, the bird bath and look at the birds, right? Have the sprinkler going, dip your feet in the sprinkler. I fucking love it. It's amazing. And that, to me, is, like, so much better than this obsession with dating. Yeah, now, this is where, like, I, I, I'm, and maybe I don't want to inadvertently straw man an individual, but, like, so this is something that might broadly be said, said by a lot of people. Okay, we hear what you're saying, Phoenix and William, but sometimes you just want a nice dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And to that I say, who told, what, what's so nice about it? Mm-hmm. Like, first off, it's customer service. They're being nice because they don't want to get fired, mm-hmm. right? As far as the customer service person being nice to you. What, the the building is nice? Again, it, it's just a building, it's just a building. Would yeah. you go to the building if the restaurant wasn't in it? Like, if there wasn't a kitchen and chairs, would you go right, there? If it was just, a library. Yeah, just to... Yeah, libraries are nice. Why don't y'all niggas want to go to libraries? Libraries are the shit. Mm-hmm. Libraries in the downtowns and cities are the shit. And again, I point out it's the, the price tag is the factor for a lot of these people. So if it was the same building as a steakhouse, but now it was only <clears throat> ice cream, would y'all go? If it was the same building, but they only serve ice cream and not steak dinners anymore, would you still go there and support that business? Not until they see the price of the ice cream. When they know that this is, um, 
uh, Rihanna's uh, fentanyl uh, oh, special Rihanna. ice cream. Not then, Rihanna. Oh, yeah. If it's Rihanna's fentanyl, then boom. Now it's uh, some top shelf. I, mm-hmm. What the fuck is the name of her program? Fenty. Fen- Fenty Zags. What? I don't know these celebrities. What? Pro- what program? Her uh, brand. Oh, Fenty. Fenty. Yeah. Fentanyl is the, what the it's cops a, keep dying dr- on. Allegedly. Yeah, they're all dying. Allegedly. They, yes. They are. You got to put them on ice cream. Mm-hmm. You got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, niggas... I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, it's just, it really does seem like a lot of consumerism to me. And then also, again, to say that like, well, sometimes you just want a nice dinner or a nice outing. I totally get that. But why... Is it that the price tag is what makes it nice or not? Like, why is the price tag the determining factor? Because, like, every time we have these conversations, I think of, um, I don't know, you're not on Twitter as much, but there was a woman who posted, um, like, a steak that she got at some, like, bougie-ass, like, expensive overpriced steakhouse where it was, like, covered in gold leaf. I don't even know if you saw that. Oh, you showed me. Yeah, and it's like, so for folks who don't know... She was basically trying to brag about, like, look how much money I have. Look how much money I spent on this meal. And it was, like, an absurd amount of money for a steak covered in gold leaf. Now, if you actually have um, an awareness of pricing and gourmet food, you know that gold leaf is meant to be an accent. Your food is not supposed to be wrapped in gold leaf. But because it was wrapped in gold leaf, she was paying an absolutely wild-ass upcharge because it made it super expensive to use the gold leaf. And she thought she was somehow having something of quality, but it's like they're playing in your face. Like, you're spending all this money because you think money makes it better, but you don't even understand the quality of the things you're supposed to be looking at. It's like, does gold even taste good? So, like, now you you taste the gold now. Do you enjoy the meal more? No. Gold leaf doesn't have a flavor. Oh. Okay. And also, it's an accent. It's not supposed to cover your food. <sighs> right. And it's pe- actually gold, my bad. Yeah, it's actually made out of gold, yeah. But it's, like, super, like, it's, like, like tissue paper thin. Like, if you touch it, it will, like, fucking dissolve and break apart. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the fuck y'all niggas is doing or why <laughs> you're doing it. Uh, let's see, because the, the person in this video was sounding more and more like us getting mm-hmm. toward the end. Where else are they going with this? Uh, but I feel like genuine compatibility only happens when two people start from a genuine space. So I'm just going to read off some of the tweets. Some people were in favor of this. Some people were not. It was pretty much all over the place on Twitter. So one user said, an ice cream date as a first date in your 30s is effing crazy. But I forgot people are okay with bare minimum effort. So, so apparently... So, Everyone has turned into Fox News, right? <laughs> Bare minimum is the language you're going to keep seeing, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. Which also, like, bare minimum... Well, I went over that in the beginning. Yeah, you're not special. You're just a citizen. Like, like you realize that the nigga is not applying to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not a job. <laughs> or well, maybe you see yourself as that. Mm-hmm. They do call themselves high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Which also sounds like you think you're a machine. Hmm. Someone else said, y'all some losers. At least get to know the person and make sure you F with them before going on a big A date. Why a guy should spend hella money on a first date and then he don't even like the girl. Another user. Ah, that's not what it said. That's not what it said. Yeah, it said (laughs) B word. Uh Uh-huh. Because... That's how deeply unserious you all are. Mm-hmm. I think we have to accept that girls love the bare minimum. Stop trying to elevate... The bare minimum. 
elevate them or make them want more. Elevate. It sounds like when people also say better yourself, mm-hmm. which like if you want to just say more money, say yeah. make more money, seconds. spend more money. Like trying to use these buzzwords. I, you know what? I'm not the target audience. It is. But then also it's like, again, as I said, it's wild to me as a person because to me, it is an effort. Like, I'm also apparently doing the bare minimum, right? Allegedly. Because I don't want to do all this dressing up for a date. To, and that's why I want to get a coffee date first or an ice cream date first. I, I don't know. I feel like this is weirdly coercing me to try to be 60 seconds. And I'm not. Yeah. We don't want to do this shit. And then also, you know what? I, this is going to sound, because like what you just said... Kind of ditto. As a man, y'all are trying to make me high femme, and I'm not. <laughs> like, because that's what I see when I see the fucking suits and the watch and the haircut, all the extra grooming you did. That shit is femme to me. I don't do all that, man. I don't. Like, the fanciest thing I'm doing is moisturizing. I put lotion on and chapstick. I win. <laughs> I'm not doing all that extracurricular shit y'all be doing. That is just arbitrary-ass dress-up. Like, I remember uh, somebody... Uh, Ten I, seconds. I, I don't disagree with them across the board, uh, but they just they made a suggestion that I had to fucking, like, soundly reject. Rest in peace, uh, Rogelio. Right, Rogelio mm-hmm. Tavara, the homie yes. on Facebook, uh, passed away some years ago. And, like, I was like, uh, you know, just riffing on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, I got to replace these glasses. And they were like, oh, yeah, get the big black frames and uh, let your nerd flag fly. I was like, no, I will absolutely not do that. Because mm. I don't like to do anything that's too uniformed like that. Yeah. I also, like, I don't wear glasses like that. I wear little frame uh you know thin wire metal frame glasses Mm -hmm. i look like the guy that sold encyclopedia britannicas in 1989 (laughs) that's how i wear my fucking glasses you know i'm not gonna go get the fucking gaudy thing i'm not getting gaudy shit because you like it like y'all niggas is over cityfied and can't even afford the city life that you think you want a word They are grateful for any male attention and will put on $75 foundation for a Fitbit challenge walk day and an ice cream cup. Let them enjoy the least. Someone else said, y'all. See, I don't even, now I know that's aimed at people like me, but I will proudly tell you I do not own $75 foundation. Every makeup I have, I get at the fucking drugstore. I buy my shit at Walmart. I buy Elf. If you're into makeup, you know how fucking cheap Elf is. 90% of my makeup is Elf. Also, like, so the $75 makeup, does it, like, make more up? Um, I mean, there's, as with anything, there's a theory that if you're buying something that's more expensive, it's a higher quality, so it'll, like, stay on your face better. With some makeup brands and some products, that's true, but I'm not doing anything that strenuous, especially not on a date, that I need to worry about that. I can get the cheap drugstore makeup. And also, like, if if the makeup, let's, because someone else might pop in and say, that's not for them. I'm wearing this makeup for me. Mm-hmm. Then why are you putting it on for the date? Don't, right. don't put it on at all. Wear it for you at home. And then when you go on the quote unquote date, don't wear any of that shit. Yeah. Because that, that's for compatibility with him, right? Right. And again, and I know I'm not the only one, right? Again, this is very cis hetero binary. I'm not the only one. 
we're not into that shit, man. Like us, like old masculine, these old school traditional men, y'all say y'all want. Mm-hmm. We don't care about that shit. <laughs> A lot of them do not actually. All. No, we super don't. And like, and the thing is, y'all let fucking um. Well, actually, niggas that are not like us at all trick y'all into thinking that. Mm-hmm. Right? And as a hip-hop head myself, I gotta say, it's a lot of these rappers, right? Like, y'all let Jay-Z lyrics make you think that that's how all men think, because Jay-Z knows all those brands. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jay-Z's also a sociopath billionaire. Of course right. he's obsessed with brands. Yeah, that was actually something I thought you were going to say when we, you were, like, uh, looking at the still shots of the um, images that have been used in this video with the one guy with the suit with the watch. Mm. I really thought you were going to comment on his hands. Oh, like how soft they look? That is a man who has never done manual labor a day in his fucking life. <laughs> yeah, which... <laughs> like, and, like, I know it's so fucking, like, cis-heteropatriarchal, but, like, in my head... I'm like, so if I was on a date with that guy and a mugger came up to us, like, what is that? What is this man I'm with going to do? Like, throw checks at him? <laughs> like, you can kind of see it now. Like a, <laughs> like a superpower. Right. Like, shooting him off. Like, what's the, the one of the one of the X-Men characters, like, throws cards at people? Yes. Yeah, kind of flinging Take checks. Take my money. Take my money. Shut, 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 shut. <laughs> right? But, like, now you see someone with your hands. I don't know. You might punch him in the face. You might have a fucking wrench on you. I don't know, yeah. but odds are I'm going to feel safer. Like, and I know it's weird to default to, like, I need a man to protect me, but, like, be for real. If I look like I can kick your ass. Yeah. Come on, man. Come oh. on. And, you know, and I only say that because a lot of the focus is, like, well, he's a protector and a provider. And it's, like, how are you a protector if I'm harder than you? And then, like, they use this language, <laughs> protector and provider, like, in general, day to day, with the opulence that the y'all niggas pretend you can afford, again, with the opulence you pretend you can afford, pretend you can afford, I don't expect you to live and function in an area where you're in any danger any damn way. You should be living in your own gated community. Yeah, like, you should be so far, like, protected from what? Like, you should be at a level of class status where the police actually are protecting you. Mm-hmm. I would think so from what y'all say online. Apparently, you don't. <laughs> uh, and, um, provider. Yeah. No. Well, no. First, uh, like, provide what? Provide checks that he got? from a job it sounds like the job is the provider so you're just licking more boot of daddy capital vicariously through that man right like you're just using his tongue to lick boot that's all that is that was funny to me about the provider thing is considering like the previous segment about the um the alimony thing in florida oh (laughs) how's that provider thing working out for old women in florida right now Mm-hmm. Uh, and in case you missed, and in case you missed that segment, just a quick recap: um, Florida basically ended uh, permanent alimony. It's now a bunch of uh, older, rich white women who basically were like the first wives, right? And then their husbands leave them for like their secretaries or whoever their whatever twenty-year-old they're dating during their midlife crisis. And so it's these older women who are now in their like late fifties, sixties, seventies who are getting their alimony cut. But because they were stay-at-home housewives for so long, they never had jobs. They have no four hundred one k's. They have no money. The only thing they have is their alimony checks, and now their alimony checks are getting cut. So how did that? provider shit work out when you really play patriarchy games 
Oh, and since they didn't work, they also there there's no social security really. Yep. Yeah, because like your social security, I think there is a default social security. I should learn more about this policy. Yeah, but it's just like fucking like $300 a month or some shit. Like it's like nothing. Like it's like below the fucking poverty line. Yeah, but like the more you work. And yeah, tonight, the more you work, the more you get. And I've heard like the years before you get it, yeah. like you want to do the most hours in those last couple years. Yeah. Which like what a squid game that is. Mm-hmm. Your body is significantly older. Hit that overtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. All right. A little bit more from uh, this individual. I sound ungrateful and weird. Like, everyone has preference. Okay, they're reading another tweet. Let's okay. uh, contextualize that. So they're reading another tweet, and it starts out as... Bit challenge walk day and an ice cream cup. Let them enjoy the least. Someone else said, y'all sound ungrateful and weird. Like, everyone has preferences, and that's fine. But that doesn't mean... Ungrateful? See, again, like, I would remove that language as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, you don't need to be grateful for this silly shit that people call dates right like grateful i would say like uh i don't know you fucking tripped and fell and busted your shit Mm -hmm. and somebody who just happened to have a little bit of medical training helped you fix your shit Mm -hmm. you know and they and they weren't like oh these are billable hours Mm -hmm. there is now something to be grateful for right right but like you're just I mean, apparently, according to these niggas, you're looking for an opulence sex partner. There's nothing to be grateful there. Yeah. But this person starts out their shit saying, y'all sound ungrateful and weird, like everyone has preferences and that's fine, but... I mean, women are subjecting themselves to the bare minimum just because they enjoy ice cream dates. It's okay for there to be different strokes for different folks without belittling. Another. Well, now... In a world where everyone is either a content creator, a wannabe content creator, or a fan of a content creator. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's the three genders. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fucking. They, uh, they, they have to, they have to belittle you for yours or else their group isn't winning. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's basically different comment sections at rhetorical war with each other. Yes very much what it is are subjecting themselves to the bare minimum just because they enjoy ice cream dates it's okay for there to be different strokes for different folks without belittling another tweet says "Mm, i feel like there's a huge sense of narcissism in our society do you expect someone to spend 500 dollars on a person solely for appearance and they don't even know if they like you and then lastly someone said coffee dates ice cream dates etc are actually very good first dates especially since most of the time people are meeting someone from online neither is spending money that they won't regret but you also have quality time to talk to a person and actually get to know them so for me again speaking as uh people that have been together nine years and were married you can do that shit on the telephone Mm -hmm. you can talk on the phone if talking on the phone isn't good enough for you then you're just a consumer and you use what you call dating as an excuse and you want to consume what up oh it looked like you were holding your hand out scratching your arm arm. (laughs) (laughs) you're like And what you want to consume, if you can't afford it and you want someone else to pay for it, you pretend that that's what you're gunning for when really you just want to consume. You want to be on the spot. You want to be seen and you want to be seen buying, eating, consuming that word again. Um, My only pushback to that is I'm still like a be out in public person at least once to see how you move in person. I am. Hmm. But again, that's why I support like the coffee date or the ice cream date because low stakes. 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm not ready to invest yet. <laughs> like, convince me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I dig that. And I guess it's all the, the other stuff. You know what I think that it is? Is like, you can do it on the phone, but um, also, because we spent a lot of time, like, texting and DMing. But I think one of the things with that, where for me personally, just observing the world and the way it works and how people behave, um, is that people can be very manipulative via text or via DM because they think about the words to say. It's much harder when you're in person to like lie on the spot like that, I have found hmm. in my own experience. So I'm a big fan of like the, we need at least one in-person <laughs> meetup. But yeah, the whole thing really is just, it seems like a lot of consumerism and... I don't know. It really seems like people aren't actually trying to build or maintain healthy relationships that have a good foundation. It's just about going out and being seen and being materialistic and being a consumer and, you know, sort of using that as a base to brag about or a starting point as opposed to, you know, who is the person that you're out with? What is their quality? Who are they as an individual? Because I think, you know, what you're saying about dating is is actually a really good one where you say, what is it that... um. You're trying to make someone a part of your family? Yeah, a stranger. Right, yeah, you're trying to make a stranger a part of your family, and it's like, it's all fine and well if you can afford, you know, $300 dates at the steakhouse, but who are they as a person? Mm. <laughs> you know, what are you bringing to the table on an emotional level? What are you bringing to the table um, in terms of a relationship? Not just, what are you bringing to the table in terms of money? Like, what's the best table you can buy? No, I want to know, like, what the quality of you is as a person, and... I don't know. I just don't see a lot of them asking those type of questions. And that's very concerning to me, to be honest. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it is right. Yeah, damn. Annoying topic. <laughs> but also, like, just the whole, like, relationship talk, especially, like, online is an annoying in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know how annoying it is in real person. In in per, I said in real person, in li- in real life in person because I I don't really talk to people about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to people like outside of Phoenix Kalita about much of anything serious because most people are propagandized or ignorant outside of propaganda. Yeah. So it's just really not interesting talking to folks. No one's really read much of anything. But then, I mean, I guess, like, because you were looking at the thing about um, the men who are on, like, Tinder, was it, who all say they're in therapy, so they get more swipes? I was reading some articles about that, yeah. Yeah, but, like, then didn't that article also say something that, like, 60 to 70% of profiles on Tinder at any given time are men? Yeah. Like, I think that kind of is an indicator right there of where dating is going for women, to be honest. Like, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if there's been any time, like... There's always going to be more men showing up to things looking for women. I think that's where just that the homophobic language uh, sausage fest comes from, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 too many, too many dudes here, man. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, yeah, y'all are on the hunt. You're weird. All right, let's see. I'm going way off topic rambling here <laughs> Get to the end of this. When it comes to dating, it's not about how much a guy spends on that first date. That really isn't a deposit. If he's going to be the right man for you, it's about the experience. Isn't a deposit. Again, like, some of y'all should just just start putting a number up. Like, if you actually really are that serious, then what you should actually have in your profile is not, um, uh, what kind of shit do they have in their profiles? Like, a spiritual 
Uh, I'm yes. a doula or whatever yeah. the fuck kind oh, of. Oh, goof- doulas are nice. Don't make fun of doulas. But people online that claim to be Ooh. are they? Are they? I don't even know what that is. A doula is kind of like a midwife, like helps uh, with the pregnancy and giving birth. Do they all actually do that? That I mean, that is what a certified doula is. But does everyone who claims to be one? Oh, I I don't know. Yeah, I tend to not believe people online. People be rolling their eyes at me. Shut up, nigga. Don't (laughs) ask these questions. (laughs) Yeah, like, but people that have all these things, right? A a tea spiller. Right. No, just put the price. This is how much it costs to go on a date with me. But again, they won't because that's basically sex work. Like, essentially, that's sugaring. Like, that's being a sugar baby. That is um, literally being an escort, right? Because I know, like, we all assume escorts have sex, but, like, in the most truish, uh, truish, wow. Yeah. Truest um, technical thing, like, that that sort of dating is um, a transactional exchange. And there's nothing wrong with that. But these people don't want to admit that that's what they're doing because they look down on sex workers. Because they see sex workers as somehow, like, immoral or deficient. But it's like, if that's what you're doing, then that's what the fuck you're doing. Okay, then here's what they should do instead. They should take the number that they want spent on a date and put that in their profile. <laughs> I land on the same conclusion. You should buy like all and, and especially like a, and again, the, the the fancy outfits for the date and shit, right? Yeah. So order. And apparently these are all very rich people that make less than us. So <laughs> order like 50 T-shirts with that price on it. So when you're out and you're not on a date, you just have your price on you. So when they see you, they'll say, oh, that's how much it is? I can spend that much. And then you wear the dress and the heels and the lingerie for the date. Okay, so two things. One, I remember an old, like, cartoon that had um, a, a young, attractive woman with an old man, and he had just brought her a tennis bracelet and had the price tag, and she forgot to take the price tag off the bracelet and said, oh, I'm such a ninny. I left my price tag on. It was funny. Um, you know, cause she was with the old man. So it was like, obvious it was, you know, a double entendre, double entendre. Okay. Um, but also as you're talking about like the price tags and, ah, shit, I just lost where I was going with that. Where was I going with that? Um, you said price tags. Yeah. We'll put it on a t-shirt and just wear that. And yep. Lost it. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, uh, put the price. Yeah, like order 50 of these t-shirts. Oh, okay. Oh, I would love to see um, someone do like a study, an in-depth investigation of the rise of things like Shein and um, what's the other one? Is it like Temu or Tengu or some shit? Oh, these those cheap ass fast fashion clothes? Yes. What I would love to see is if there's been an increase of this type of dating advice about like you deserve like this expensive a date with the rise of fast fashion because now you can buy some shit that's supposed to look like a $500 dress for like $30 on Shein. And I wonder if that's like part of the thing, right? Hmm. It's the same thing, like, and I'm not going to diss sex workers who do it. I'm just saying that's the first place I learned about it. But I'm sure other people do it too, right? Where you can buy, like, um, shoes that look like red bottoms that aren't red bottoms, but you can get, like, a specific roll-on red bottom paint to make it look like your shit's red bottoms. What the fuck? Yeah, right? This is what y'all niggas is going through? That's like the poor kid (laughs) in middle school fucking taping a Nike sign to his Spalding shoes. But I really do wonder if the rise of being able to buy cheap shit that looks expensive is somehow tied to this, um, like, in a larger cultural sense, right? Mm. Because if you're, if it's obvious that you're buying your shit from, like, Walmart or Target, 
it's hard to argue that you deserve a $500 date. When you can buy some shit off Shein or buy some like cheap ass manufactured sweatshop sweatshop shit from like India or whatever. Yeah. All of a sudden you can be like, but I have a look. Right? Pay me what my look is worth, even though your look is really just coming off the backs of children who work in sweatshops. But that's Ooh. why it's bad that it, this whole thing is focused on consumerism and not actually quality of character and content of character. But, you know. Fucking leftist. But yeah, no, I really do wonder <laughs> if there's like a tie into the rise of like fast fashion and easy access to shit that looks expensive and if that's tied to these um, new dating rituals or whatever's happening. Which I, I bet the first piece of information would be way easier to find than the second. Right? Like you can find like when Sheehan was established, when mm-hmm. sales increased. But with these content creators, who knows how far they go back. Well, I guess you could find so like a... Well, this one, they seem to be arriving at a conclusion closer to ours. Mm-hmm. But like what? Like a Cynthia G didn't really become a divester until like 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like a... But in 2016-17, uh, Cynthia G was a Tariq Nasheed clone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's look. All right. Yeah. Well, so I guess, yeah, you could start to draw some timeline. If you go to creators that have been around long enough, are you looking up how long Sheehan existed? Yeah, I'm looking to see when they, trying to see when they really popped. Okay. Because I know a lot, of, and also, just incidentally, as a side note, I know part of the reason that Sheehan is so popular is because of influencers on social media who were like, I got a Sheehan haul. They literally call it a haul, where I bought like, you know, like 30 outfits on Sheehan because it costs like $100. The fuck? <laughs> Sheehan is so cheap. But again, they're paying their employees like, I don't know, 17 cents an hour, and they work like seven days a week and 12-hour days, and it's fucking wild. Yeah. But yeah. And that's how... <laughs> Again, like, it's really sad the way girls are socialized and then you see them become women. Not even young women. Folks our age and shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, stop socializing your girls like that. And I'm sure that there's people that think, I'm raising my daughter different. You're probably not, though. Right. You're probably not. Like, you're probably raising them, well, you know, just like everyone else, but like... You try to say a different message out loud here and there, but you're really raising okay. them in step with society. Sheehan was first created in 2008, but gained massive popularity during the pandemic. So Sheehan really popped since COVID. Damn it, I just said Cynthia G became a divester in 2021. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And in 2022 was the most popular fashion brand online. And then there's probably other ones that are similar to Shein out there. I'm yeah, guessing. it's uh, I think it's called Temu. I keep getting ads for it, um, but like it looks like they're trying to take over Shein's place because apparently Shein's under investigation now <laughs> because you know, yep. yeah, because yeah. you know sweatshop labor and stuff. Because well, she's in. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, I really do wonder if that's like a factor of it. So now that every everyone can afford to look expensive, and now they want the experience to match what it looks like they can afford. <sighs> yeah. Let's see. A little bit more from this uh, creator. I don't know why the fuck I'm doing air quotes when there's no camera on. Right? We've done a great deal of gesticulating. (laughs) Like, we were doing the the check thing. We were both moving our hands. I'm doing it again. 
experience and what you take away from that individual. For example, I really don't even want to say this. I don't like telling my business anymore for free, but I did this little weekend date thing like two years ago and it was with this might gonna regret saying this, but with this NFL player. And no, I did not have any sexual relations, but he got a hotel, we went out to eat, we went to the mall, we did all this. Um, I, I, I just, I, I, I'm skipping the story because I don't believe I, these stories when so, people tell them. Okay, first of all, I will say that I probably do believe a story like this only because um, you now have a bunch of young men who are oftentimes coming from poverty, like when they get into professional sports or become professional entertainers, and it's the first time they have money and they wanna spend it because it makes them feel like they made it. Hmm. So there are a lot of incidences of that. Um, however, what is interesting to me is that while she's telling the story, she put up a picture of Sierra and Russell Wilson. I, I like, thank goodness you're here. I, I thought those were just stock photos. No, I don't know who that's the fuck Russell Wilson are. and Sierra. And it's really weird that you picked two already famous people who are already known for being married to each other to tell this story about dating a random NFL player who bought you a hotel for a night. Also, here's the extra fun part. Like, how lazy was the person that picked out this photo? As I can see that it's clearly from a fucking CarMax ad. The CarMax logo is all up (laughs) in the image, right? With Seahawks ground up next to it. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. So you just, so you're also like, is CarMax even paying you for this? You know they're not. God damn. All right great night stuff and I really enjoyed my time as well as him but I almost felt like I was trying to be purchased a little bit and that's just a red flag to me because I had a guy use his money to leverage my loyalty in the past I've had a guy say oh I got this for you I did this what up just like she's not wrong when she says she's feel like she's being purchased but also oh god okay I'm gonna sound like an asshole but like let's just have an honest heart to heart for a moment yeah he's an NFL player he recently signed a contract. He's now a millionaire. He flew you out. He bought you a hotel room. He's spending all this money on you. Did you think it was because you're that pretty? Did you think it's because your personality is that great? Or did it just not occur to you that this was probably a business transaction in his head? Like, and I hate the what did you bring to the table phrase for a lot of reasons because it's usually rooted in misogyny. But like in this case, what did you bring to the table that he couldn't have gotten elsewhere? Like, of course, this was a transaction in his head. That she reads at the same level as him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah that, that's just mean at this point. I mean, but like <laughs> seriously, though, like I think that is something she's saying it's a red flag. But also, what did you think it was? What because, did you think this was? Right, because she didn't. Because notice, all she talked about was it felt like a transaction. He did all these things for me. All the stuff she said earlier about you need to get to know someone and make sure that you match on a character level and an intellectual level and you're compatible. She said not a thing about that. She said nothing about how they were compatible, nothing about how they liked the same movies, the same books, the same TV shows, they liked the same foods. None of that. So what did you think it was? Yep, see, and... And like how you said, like, let's have a heart to heart. Cause like that, what did you think this was? How, how long have we heard that said by misogynists regarding rape culture? Mm-hmm. Right. What did you think this was? But like this one is more like, well, as you said, transactional. Yeah. Yeah. What? But then again, how are people raising their girls? You didn't raise your girls to think pragmatically or logically or quite frankly, I think the most logical is to think cynically about men. Yeah. 
you need to think cynically because cynicism is logic. Nihilism is logic when it comes to patriarchy and the bowl of M&M's theory. Right. Right. But people are not raising their girls to be like that, which I also theorize. Here comes the tangent. I theorize that's why um, you come across black women online and maybe elsewhere, but I'm mostly seeing folks online mm-hmm. that are really into like psychology yeah. because the way they were raised and the way they were socialized does not translate well into the real world. Mm-hmm. They're constantly being lied to, played, cheated on, and shit by mostly men. Yeah. And they're just like, I want to know how people think and why everyone's doing this. Yeah. When really, somebody should have just told you, men bad for the most part. And I know folks are like, that's not nuanced, case by case basis. Sure. What's the one that's not always not all men, but always a man. Yeah. There you <laughs> like, go. Right? It's like you fucking know. like not every Republican's a racist, but all racists are Republicans. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. we know these phrases. But yeah, that's just um and but I, I think that also goes to what I was saying earlier about how they don't want to put the price tag out because then they will admit that it's sex work. Because what I'm hearing right now is a man who thought he was getting into a sex worker situation where he was going to have her on an exclusive deal. That's what I'm hearing. Yep. That's not what she thought it was. Um, you know, so she cut it off and I'm glad she cut it off because you shouldn't do something that you're not comfortable with. You shouldn't, you know, if that's not what you're looking for, then obviously don't do that. But that's, it sounds like that's what he thought it was. And that's also the, why they don't want to put their numbers out because they don't want to admit that's what they're kind of low key pushing for. Yes. Yeah, so I think you'd kill a lot of a uh, stupid discussion if you just fucking put that number up. You would. Like it would, it would a whole lot of confusion would be out of the game. Just yeah. say what the number is, mm-hmm. right? Is it five hundred? Is it one thousand? Is it two thousand? And then folks will see it and say, "Yes, I will spend that much," and then it'll be done. And those of us who don't care about that, we don't have to do these segments anymore. <laughs> <laughs> for you, I've done this for you, so you owe me this. So I feel like it's always about character. The money is important, but the number one thing is about character and does he respect you? Personally, I feel like if a woman is genuinely interested in getting to know a guy, the first date wouldn't have this many stipulations. This is why I speak about Just the influence of women. As a side women. note about these stock images that we've already seen that couple, but they were in a different pose earlier. They were holding hands, looking at each other across the table. Yeah. And it looks like they're in the same. So this is just one same big background. photo shoot. Yep. And same glasses of wine. So I'm guessing these are models, probably. Probably. For some outlet doing something. Probably, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the name of that? Photo stock? Oh, photo? yeah. The, uh, shutter stock? Whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's shutter stock. Yeah. Today's society, because what is posterized for us, especially as black women, is that we should only be looking at men for their money. And as much as I think that is very important to look at, character, respect, and interest really does matter just as much as that money. Whatever. Ha- hey, finally, one that I recognize. Uh, that, that 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 yeah yeah that's Lorenz Tate. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming off that O dog role, <laughs> trying to be a normal person again. Whew. Hard to be normal after you were O dog, nigga. I mean. <laughs> 
happened to first dates being dinner in a movie and basically spending like maybe $60 in total? I feel like it's about cutting your coat according to your cloth and cutting your coat according to your size. If you know you're talking to a guy that probably has a regular nine to five job and makes an average amount of money, why would you be expecting him to spend money as if he's an NBA player or Jeff Bezos or something? It's like some girls just believe that they deserve a five star life just because they gave somebody their number. Like be realistic. To end, I found this excerpt and it I says, when Barack met Michelle, the yes. It's just, but like, I understand what she's saying, but that not that kind of what you did with the NFL player? That's why you let him do all that for you, though? Because you, anyways. Fine, yeah, whatever. well, in that story that may or may not be true. All right. <laughs> Who ended up going on a barbecue for their law firm's summer associates. After Michelle drove Barack home from the event, he suggested that they get some ice cream so the two walked down the block. I kissed her and it tasted like chocolate. Now, I know everyone does not believe in couples goals and such. I know, I know. But it's just some food for thought. Anyway, this has been Twitter Talk. All right. And I'm just paused because I, I don't want to put the name of this presenter on here. I do not want to promote their channel. <laughs> I don't think they're actually producing quality material. <laughs> so that's why I've been saying the YouTube presenter, the individual. Yes. And also, I just want to point out with the, um, like, that ending story about the Obamas, because I've seen a lot of people use that in defense of ice cream dates. But that is ultimately what happens when you talk about compatibility before you talk about income and finances, right? Because these are both people who are both fucking lawyers from an Ivy League school. Y'all thought they weren't going to go places? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Be serious. Yeah. You don't you don't go to Harvard on accident. Mm. Like you go on purpose, mostly because you want to make connections. Mm -hmm. You want to know somebody that knows somebody that will get you elected. Mm -hmm. Like get the fuck out of here. And also, there's more context to that because I remember. Um, I I think uh, I I don't remember exactly why, but I was reading Michelle Obama interviews to find out more. So I think I was listening to some Manosphere program and I wanted to debunk where they said something like, uh, Michelle hates Barack. What? Some shit like that. Okay. And um, actually, that their story, that 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 is not how they met. Mm. I don't know who the fuck is publishing that. Um, I thought that was not how they met, but one of their earlier dates. And also, if it's one of the earlier, then, ah, you know what, but, but the... But way super early on, um, I think she was like some sort of tutor, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and he showed up late for the session and apologized. And she was like, boy, you're cute. And like, and that mm -hmm. was the real beginning. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, fun stuff. Uh, wine cellar media no longer dot com because they literally just wouldn't let me uh, uh reinstate the website or like uh like you know pay the annual bill like i literally was like here take the money i'd like to pay the bill and keep the website going <laughs> and they were like nah we're gonna be stupid because it's a pandemic and we want to suck ass so lost that website but this episode will be up for you to uh chew on to chew on marinate on that it's Moral Monday, and you're in the wine cellar. Man, coming in here over off uh, British Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, oh, where's this? Ooh, there we go. Article up by Gemma Dempsey. And Twitter loses nearly half advertising revenue since Elon Musk takeover. 
This was published seven hours ago, and it is uh, July 17th over here, 2023. And uh, they're telling us that Twitter has lost almost half of its advertising revenue since it was brought by Elon Musk for $44 billion. Uh, that's dollars, $33 billion in pounds last October. He said the company had not seen the increase in receipts that had been expected in June, but added that July was a bit more promising. Mr. Musk sacked about half of Twitter's uh, 7,500 staff, and this was to cut costs in 2022. A rival application that they call Threads now has 150 million users, according to some estimates. Its, um, its inbuilt connection to Instagram automatically gives the meta-designed platform access to, to a potential 2 billion users. Oh, okay. What up? Oh, just... Uh, I just... Uh, how are they so inept? Who? Musk. Oh, huh. How, how, how? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something, I don't know, make a ruby joke. <laughs> um, Emeralds. Emeralds? I always think rubies. No, it's emeralds because they're the softest stone, which, you know. Ah, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Don't double throw entendre, soft stones from your glass house. Double entendre, double entendre. I can throw as many soft stones from my glass house as I want because emeralds won't break the windows. Thank you very much. There we go. See, we got the joke in. <laughs> you know what we're doing. Profesh. Let's see. Uh, so they say, meanwhile, it's competitor. Uh, by comp- It's competitor. They're talking about Twitter again is struggling under a heavy debt load. Cash flow remains negative, Mr. Musk said in, a, in the, mm. at the weekend. Although the billionaire did not put a time frame on the 50% drop in ad revenue. In a tweet, he said, quote, need to reach positive cash flow before we have the luxury of anything else, end quote. After laying off thousands of employees and cutting cloud service bills, Mr. Musk said Twitter was on track to post uh, three billion, and that would be two point two nine billion in pounds. When is this article from? Seven hours ago. So what's fascinating to me is that they're saying that they're still in dire financial straits, but then we saw like a few um, blue checks saying that they were getting like thousands of dollars for their tweets, right? Yeah. Like one of the Krasensteins, I think, got like almost twenty five thousand dollars. Fucking Tim Pool got like seven or eight thousand dollars. Yeah. So if they're so broke, <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, I'm not a billionaire, but I have questions. No, that see, that's that that's that logical spending. You see, it's like a household. These <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking guys. Uh, and so uh, the development is the latest sign. Um, the aggressive cost-cutting measures have not been enough to ignite a return of advertisers who fled after changes to its content moderation rules. That is, despite. In an interview the former CEO gave to the uh, British Broadcasting Corporation in April, in which he suggested that most had returned to the site. Mm. You could just say he lied. It's okay. Or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, earlier this month, uh, Twitter decided to restrict how many tweets its users could read. Yeah. Unverified users can read 1,000 tweets. 
and verified users 10,000 per day, <laughs> a move uh, which the British Broadcasting said has baffled advertising executives. <laughs> uh, well, debaffle thyself <laughs> as this is like what Phoenix Kalita was talking about when it comes to these folks and their obsession with expensive dating. The idea that it's exclusive yep. for a doofus like Elon Musk, the idea that it's exclusive makes it special. So 10000 per day, y'all don't get to read all that. So it would incentivize more people to buy Twitter Blue, which is like $12 now. It was $8. Oh, it's $12 now. I didn't even know that. Yeah, the shit keeps changing. Yeah. This nigga don't know what the fuck he wants to he do. He does not. But then also like... I- Uh I was going to say, but also just like that whole, I don't know, sort of like Dunning-Kruger effect almost, that he assumes his website is worth $12 a month. Man, look, I can get Panda Express for $12, and that is a better spending of $12 a month. (laughs) It's Panda Express once a month and paying for fucking Twitter Blue. I'm sorry. That's how we're going through our 40s. Every single thing (laughs) we compare to what we could buy with that, because you did that with the dating one. We're doing that. Yes. Probably, yeah, we were like, wait, will y'all spend on those dates? We spend at Menards. Yeah. And yeah. we do. And our yard is awesome. It's it's pretty cool. Even the, the stuff that we spend on and the stuff that, uh, hey, scavenger garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that I snag up. Right? Like we bought hanging plant pots, but I took some old wood I found and built something for them to hang on. Yes. Right? And the, they look so cool, too. Shit, and I yeah. love the way the grapevine is like crawling up over it. Looks amazing. Huh. We should probably put pictures up. Hell, we put them on the damn. Yeah, yeah, like we should really start treating Patreon like our social media. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I think that the business has changed, mm. right? Because when we came in, long form podcast was the thing. That has been whittled down to motherfucking TikTok. Yeah. Right? Like, everything is super shorthand. So, probably might as well just, like, share more little pictures and stories and whatnot as well. Yeah, that as makes a, sense. Yeah. Yeah, the, the business oh, is just yeah. so different. Oh, yeah, and we gotta do the, um, shit, what's the other one? Substack. We gotta do the Substack. Yeah, god damn. Yeah, god damn the, the game has changed. I need to get on the Substack. Ugh. Yeah, I'll be killing us man just mm. keep the business model the same till i die right <laughs> then when i die change it that day oh <laughs> um, uh, let's see but also um yeah the 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 amount of tweets you can see because like it it seems ridiculous because they're using the word read but mm-hmm. if you're just scrolling Every tweet you scroll past counts as a view, counts as a read. Right. And and that's probably why so people look like they have so much traction. Like, it looks like Tucker Carlson has a lot of views on his Twitter show. Mm-hmm. He super doesn't, because people just scrolling past it counts as a view right. of the whole episode. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah, I remember when they were um, discussing the view thing uh, a while ago, because Elon made a tweet, and it had, like... allegedly like 6 billion views. So almost everyone on the planet has seen this tweet. Yeah. Come on, don't play these games. No. (laughs) Uh, They tell us, Baba Dot Bao, that the um, Elon limiting tweets, it follows efforts to push users towards Twitter Blue. Well, I should have just kept reading. Mm. Um, It's paid subscription. Uh, they do have a uh, someone who was previously the head of advertising at NBC Universal, Linda 
um, Yaccarino, and they were ta- uh, they were taken on as a CEO in June for Twitter. And this move, uh, it suggests advertising sales are still a priority. Uh, Ms., as the article uh, prefixes her, Ms. Yaccarino has said Twitter uh, plans to focus on video creator and commerce partnerships. It is uh, said to be in early talks with political and entertainment figures, payment services, and news and media publishers. I'm sure they are. Sure they are. I just want to see the real numbers. The real numbers? Yeah, the real numbers. I don't know what they are. Mm. Well, actually, if you just get hired there, you probably can. Honestly, it doesn't seem like you even need credentials to get hired there, so maybe. Yeah, you have the rhetorical acumen. I don't even know if I use those words correctly. You did, but I don't think Elon would appreciate it, because I make fun of him a lot. Oh, just uh, pick a new suit on him. Talk to him through that one. Just talk to him through that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is kind of a sycophant, so. Yeah, oh, he's a dork. He is such a fucking dork. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that he um did, like, the hair plug surgery, and he once dressed up as, like, that abusive rapist guy from Fifty Shades of Grey for Halloween and said women dug him. Uh, like, every time I see his face, I think about those two things. <laughs> Again, he's just, he is now... <laughs> Ever since that very awkward marijuana encounter, he's just he's spending the rest of his life trying to make Joe Rogan think he's cool. I mean, that and the fact that none of his exes will speak to him and most of his children won't speak to him are also on my mind. And also, it really was only a few weeks ago that like, I realized that a rapper that I was familiar with was not the person he divorced. Because divorced. there's a, an Asian rapper by the name of Grimes. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh God no. And I was like, <clears throat> not that Grimes. Are they really all. a match? You know who that person is? Not the rapper. No, I know who the uh, Elon's ex is though, and that's. Yeah. Whatever. No. Yeah. No. Elon's ex never did a fat ass track with Method Man. Yeah. So apparently, the Grimes that Elon's is divorced from is a white non-binary AFAB person hmm. who named their baby like something that's not a word. Oh, I forgot about you've told me before. (laughs) I don't even know what it is. It's not a word, though. (laughs) And, yeah, um, but they apparently do, like, they're like a musician and try to do, like, um, I don't know, sort of like a pop punk thing, folk thing, I guess, where they try to be, like, pro-proletariat, but their parents are millionaires, so it's kind of weird. I see there's (laughs) Saxon, K-A-I, Kai. No. Damien Griffin... Nevada? Wait, what are you looking for? Oh, no. Those are his kids' names? Why do his kids have such terrible names? Hold on, let me do um, Elon Grimes' child name. Yep, we're going we're gonna to get it's to the bottom of this. X-A-E-A-12. Oh. Oh, well, that's just fucking stupid. Yes. Yes, it is. And I'm, I'm wondering if that is the reaction they want from me or from anyone that sees it? Do they just want people to say that's stupid and then say, haha, you're triggered? Is that the idea? I, maybe. Um, but I guess they call her Exadark. Exadark? That's a cool, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, but then again, you're a billionaire's kid. You're not going to live a normal life anyway. 
Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. So apparently XAEA-12 is X, also known as Exadark Sidreal. I guess. I don't know. Moxie Crime Fighter can hang out with her or something. Bored asses. Just annoying people. Why would you do that to one of your children? Like, your kid has to go to school and say that that's their name. Hell, look at how they treat the rest of the society. (laughs) 